Hello, everybody, and welcome to Synchronous, a video game zeitgeist show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And I really, I really almost botched that intro completely. I almost forgot to say the word video game. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Did, would it just been a zeitgeist show? <laughs> just a zeitgeist show. We're only talking about the zeitgeist. Honestly, our last episode? That was, yeah. Not so much about video games. Yeah, so, so we've been approaching, be. talking less and less about video games. But today, we are going to be talking about video games once again. I don't think we have a single thing on here that's not a video game, which is fun. Um, not yet. <laughs> not yet, yeah. But like we've been doing the last five weeks, and like we will continue to do today, uh, we have two guests on to talk to us about the games that they've been playing this year, games that maybe have come out this year, maybe have not come out this year. First of all is uh, my lovely partner and YouTube editor extraordinaire, Tara. Hello, welcome Aww. to the show. Hi. <laughs> that was, that's totally not what you wrote in the intro. I wasn't expecting for you to say extraordinaire. Oh, well, yeah. That's so lovely. YouTube Thank editor you. specialist. Uh, also with Thank us you. today is... It's a technical term. <laughs> uh, co-host of Into the Aether, Brendan. Hey, that's hey, that's me. That's you. What's yeah, up? I, it, I, uh, <laughs> it feels weird to say just Brendan and not Brendan Bigley, but we don't do last names on this show. Uh, is, oh, yeah. <laughs> we skew uh, last names. Yes. That's yeah. it's probably for the best. Yeah. I've been told I'm a firsty lasty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Explain. A firsty lasty when you have to say the first and last name oh. of somebody, you know, like it sounds weird without the last name. Mm. There, there are people I mean, out there with that, you know? Yeah. It's Brendan Bigley has a wonderful flow too. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. the enunciation I guess, or the is that what it is? Alliteration. No. Alliteration. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you both so much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to talk about video games. But before we do that, uh, Kim has a. It, we're back to a bullshit, I guess. Right? You don't have. Yeah, any ho- I've run out of things to to say about horses. Sure. Just kidding. I haven't, <laughs> um, and I'll probably talk. <laughs> Yes. I'll probably talk about horses more later in this episode. Um, but I, I had thought of this bullshit idea before the horse shit became a thing. And thankfully, oh. I remembered it before we finished out this um, run of synchronous. Yeah. And I really wanted to do it. And so we're, we're going to do it today. It is a game that I like to call Smash or Pass Elden Ring Bosses. No. <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> Now, Tara, I I know you have not played this game. Neither have I. No, but I've watched a lot of it. You've seen some of the fellas. Yeah. That's what I figured. And, I've removed um, my cloak. I'm like, Yeah, I I'm saw ready. you take your cloak off. Yeah. <laughs> this is business. Uh, Brendan's been wearing a, a blanket as a cloak uh, since we since we hopped on the video yes. call. Um, but since since Tara and I have not played, I have um, prepared a presentation of visual references. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to I'm going to try and share screen right now. Yeah. Oh, my God, Kim. I love you. I love this. <laughs> this. I was I was very excited to be on the show, but I got I can't lie. This was what I was most anticipating, (laughs) especially after all the horse antics. Like I couldn't wait to see what it was. This is amazing. Okay, that's not going to work. So instead, we're going to I prepared a backup plan. Good. (laughs) All right. So hold on. I don't have any audio from any of you now. This is a fun. Uh, you oh, can't. Okay. okay. I just don't think any of us were talking. You were all just yeah, being we're, we're yeah. all, all, uh, very polite. Just, did, just, just waiting <laughs> with bated breath for the presentation. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't skip ahead, but okay. here we go. Um, so these are the main bosses. 
as I am told by the internet, sure. as in the bosses that that you have to beat in order to like beat the story, sure. I guess. Mm. Yeah, there are yeah. a fair amount of optional bosses that will right. unlock different yeah. endings. Or I didn't want to. Uh, yeah overdo it you yeah know? there's a lot um, i think there's like over a yeah. hundred or something yeah there's so many yeah okay so let's let's go to the first one mm-hmm. um so this is market the fell omen yes yeah um there he is yeah he's crusty. sort of like a humanoid man but he he is as i put in here crusty he has like many horns yeah and a very hairy arm mm-hmm. i think i would not i think i would pass mm. this is a smash for me <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah i th- i think he's got a tenderness to him you can tell okay. by you can tell by his face that he he feels very strongly about the ideals that are locked away deep in his heart yeah. and i think his big hairy arms would be great wrapped around me they, they certainly do feel very warm but i mean his skin is kind of like this like pallid kind of like blue white so maybe he's really cold mm. oh interesting so maybe he needs the hug maybe he That's needs what the you're hug. oh yes great point actually yeah. really good point yeah, yeah. these are kind also, of like, me on it now you don't have to you don't have to be together in a room temperature room you can you can like bring a space heater that's true it's that's true. true i i i think i'm also a smash here for for similar reasons uh in fiction this guy is very loyal um oh. he he <laughs> literally just he's the first guy you encounter and he's trying to kill you so you don't get to any of his friends because he respects Aww. them so much but also it might be like a yeah. servitude situation i'm not 100 percent certain but mm. yeah so this is uh, smash Margaret the fellow man yeah okay. he could also produce a big <laughs> dagger and a big hammer out of light yeah that's pretty sick oh. what else can he produce <laughs> interesting <laughs> That is such an important question, man. That's a good last last pitch for him. But I'm going to have to divide, (laughs) divide the room here because immediately he gave me the Adam Driver effect, which means Mm. he's big and small at the same time. And it's confusing Mm. to me Mm -hmm. and like my equilibrium almost like the arm that that man has does not match the small little head that he has sure. and like he can't do anything about it but it's not something that i am gravitating towards mm-hmm. yeah. so it's a pass for me it's a pass for me sure. but i'm glad that he has people that are willing to hug him yeah. and to to be tender with him and 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 love him i am so my heart is captured by this concept of someone being big and small at the same time. Tara. <laughs> Have you um, ever seen Adam Driver? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Specifically the photo of him wearing high-waisted pants and no shirt. From Star Wars. <laughs> because, yeah. In okay, Star Wars. Yeah. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. Guys, I am terrified of Adam Driver and my grandma <laughs> will not let me this. forget it. She, every time I come to her house, there's a picture of Adam Driver printed and it's hidden somewhere. Last time I was there, it was in the coffee, the coffee um, cupboard. Oh, for wow. my graduation as a gift. She gave me a DVD of Patterson starring Adam Driver and I wow. have not opened it. It's still in the film, but I've kept it. Um, um, can we watch it so, when I visit Philly? Absolutely. We could do a ceremonial <laughs> yes. unwrapping of Patterson. Finally. Yes, it is still shrink wrapped. She has never opened it. <laughs> it's been years. Her, sorry, Nanette. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this is making me... I am clammy looking at this man. So <laughs> I'm All ready right. to scroll. Yeah, let's let's move on for Tara's sake <laughs> to Godric the Grafted. Now this this man, it's a, it's one guy, but he have many arms. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. which is I, a little bit gross, mm-hmm. especially seeing the word, the phrase, the grafted, mm-hmm. just sort of kind of understanding the implications of that. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of hands. Um, this is a smash for me. <laughs> OK, interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess that tracks. I'm going to I'm going to I'm just going to go pass. I, I don't think I can handle this dude's energy. He's kind of got a toxic vibe. He's kind mm-hmm. of, uh, again, in fiction, kind of a poser, just trying to make you think he's really cool by putting a bunch of other people's body parts on him. Um, so this is a pass for yeah. me. Yeah, he has literally grafted these arms to himself to make up for his inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't want to see how that plays out in a romantic situation. You know, I, I feel <laughs> mm. the toxicity is radiating from Godric mm-hmm. the Grafted. Um, yeah. He's yeah. he's the person where anytime he texts anyone he thinks is his friend, they're like, who is this? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh my That's a brutal God. takedown, Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so happy to have friends that would that show the red flags mm. like this and <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. there was a moment where i'm like the braid in his little hair probably done by the the arms of mm-hmm. the fallen are like it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and i'm like mm-hmm. i kind of want to be friends with somebody that like has a cute little bohemian braid in mm-hmm. their hair mm-hmm. but you guys have really pulled me out of it it was so close <laughs> but it's it's a pass for me yeah Okay. Uh, I do just want to say at the bottom of that giant golden staff that he's holding uh, is this really sick axe. So I do just want to I don't want to understate the fact that he's got a sick axe. Yeah, like you can have a sick axe and a nice braid, but still not want to be smashed, but still be toxic, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Contrary well, to popular belief. Yeah. yeah. You can have a braid and still be toxic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on from this toxicity. Mm-hmm. To Renala, <laughs> Queen of the Full Moon. Moving right I, along. Yeah. <laughs> Away from toxicity. Sorry. I know too much. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's it's fun to like find out more about the lore from you two after <laughs> fully just judging these people on their mm-hmm. appearances. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, this is a smash for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on and say smash as well. She's, She's got cute. She's got this hat. She's got this very long hat. Mm-hmm. What's um, under there? I gotta know. Visually, I'm like, that's a good look mm-hmm. when we're talking about smash or pass. But mm-hmm. also, her skin is glowing Incredible. in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. And I not only need to smash her, but I need to know what her routine is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. need to know what products she's using. I need to get a link. I, You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. What, what's your algorithm look like, Renala? What are, oh, what are yeah, you yeah. seeing on TikTok that I'm not seeing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What skincare yeah. secrets does she know? I will also just say, um, for sake of like video game lady on the internet, she is pretty tall. Um, which is mm. which is usually mm. a point toward the toward the smash. Uh, I think all, very tall, very tall. All yes. these guys are tall. tall. Everyone in this in this slideshow is a, mm. is big. Yeah. Uh, so. so maybe that just means that they're a normal height or like a, an average height in and their world, little. which means if we were in their world, we would also <laughs> be uh, an average height. With them. I'm now just imagining every tarnished is like three feet tall <laughs> and they, these people are just like 5'11 to like 6'2 they're just like pretty regular <laughs> um, fuck uh, I am also going to say smash because when you find Renala and I guess after you beat her um, she is just like cradling this um, larva thing whatever it's just like this orange orb but I want her to hold me like that mm-hmm. you know and, and mm-hmm. she feels uh like she would just hold me forever if I asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with smash as well. And mm-hmm. and 
I want to I want to make perfectly clear the the line of reasoning here because I started off as a pass when I remembered that when you walk into the room that she's in, uh, well, yeah, she immediately is like, "Hello, I'm a cult leader. These are all my followers, and they're gonna like immolate themselves in the process of me trying to kill you." Yeah, uh, and that's not good. I want to no. be like cults bad, Renala bad, but she learns the error of her ways, and eventually. <sighs> After defeating her cultists, she's like, I've realized that I goofed. This was not uh, this was not a great vibe for me. And I'm going to change my entire vibe into one of healing and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And not only will I make myself anew, but if we interact, I will make you anew. She is Mm -hmm. the character that you talk to when you want to reset all your stats and become a Ah. different kind of person. Um, So she has this kind of like transformation aura about her, which I think is really important. And, and I think, I think that that's like a healing, nice presence and the kind of person you want to have in your life. Wow. Yeah. The girl bosses keep winning. I love her. (laughs) Keep winning. I didn't know anything about her. All, I mean, I'm especially assuming for me and Kim, all we're going on is visuals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I love hearing the green flags and the red flags from the people (laughs) that have. Right. She's a small business owner who then realizes, like, yeah. Maybe I should care about my employees. Maybe I should pay them a living wage. Exactly. Not immolate them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm loving this conversation, but I want to move on so bad because I I pre-scrolled to the next guy. I do just (laughs) want to say, you don't have to fight this guy, but I'm fully down oh. i'm fully down to talk about him yeah this, let's let's move on i don't know maybe i maybe i got some bad information from the internet yeah. about whether this is a necessary boss but this is Rykard. yeah Rykard. uh lord of blasphemy <laughs> now this this does appear to just be like a big snake with a with a face yeah um but he does seem to have like an arm here in this photo so i don't yeah. really know what's going on guys uh, i'm I, sorry i'm so sorry this is just heidi klum in her halloween costume <laughs> i cannot unsee it Whoa. she's just worming around she's You're just right. laying oh, i'm just worming man. around wow. and i think i just ruined it for all of you because that's all i'm seeing right now those beautiful piercing <laughs> eyes it's just heidi klum in her heidi worm under outfit. there don't be scared don't be scared it's just heidi klum it's oh, so crazy wow. that they got heidi klum for elden ring <laughs> Do you think Kojima was mad he didn't get her first? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I don't even know I'm how to... I'm just worming around. <laughs> I don't even know how to move on from this. Um, I am... tell, tell me whether you would smash. Yes. Uh, no. I'm going to go There's ahead. one way out, AJ. I'm going to go ahead and say pass. You have to pay my toll. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say pass. Um... Reichard, similarly to Godric, is also kind of he has become one with the serpent god or whatever, the the eater of worlds or something. And he's just like, look how strong I am now. Let me eat you and you can be strong, too. And it's not good vibes. I don't think, you know, you got to believe in yourself and not just try and eat the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So words to live by. I have learned that I love to be friends with theater kids and I don't like to date theater kids. <laughs> uh, and, and Riker Lord of Blasphemy is like definitely a theater kid all grown up. Wow. Um, yeah. His one arm that he has is really just for like expressing like a like a sad king or like, you know, just <laughs> tell me my tell me your wishes. Get on with it. You know, that's mm-hmm. like his mm-hmm. his vibe. And um, I'd love to hang out with Riker, but it's definitely gonna be a pass for me. Yeah. He's got yeah. rings all the way to his fingertips, huh? 
Yeah. yeah. That's, that's going to be a vibe. Full of rings. I don't think I trust people that wear that many rings, mm. especially snakes that wear that many rings. Sure. Yeah. Um, just logistically, I don't really appreciate slithering, you know, <laughs> like I don't really agree if that like i don't think that's fun or exciting or mm-hmm. sexy sure and i don't especially he, in this photo kim picked he's looking very hot and scalding mm-hmm. and not in a sexy way but just like yeah. ouch, like very hot mm-hmm. like yeah. an oven and i'm not it's it's not for me and i love heidi klum love you girl love your halloween costumes <laughs> but this is this was the scariest one mm. ever and yeah. this mm-hmm. is not making me feel good yeah. so it's a pass it's a pass okay yeah. i think it's also a pass for me, but in thinking about this one, I had to really think about it because the Lord of Blasphemy, mm. he's he can't be bad at sex, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just, but it's still it's still a no for me, but it is, I considered it for a minute there for that reason. Yeah. That's good. God. That's good. Uh, okay, next up. <laughs> Kim, there are 16 pages. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> We're spending more time on these than I expected. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Next up is Mm -hmm. Star Scourge Radon. Yeah. Uh, Pass. I I have too much gaming trauma from... uh, (laughs) Fighting Radon over and over and over again. So I have to pass. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Smash. There's a... There's... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. He's just... I don't know. He's, He's exuding kind of like an emotional core. You know, sure. there's something yes. about Scar Surge Radon that like really is really speaking to me in kind of that like cosmic. We're linked in a way that I can't wait to find out way. Wow. Mm. Um, Brandon, I don't want to ruin this for you. Maybe Scarlet Rot's got to be like an STD, right? <laughs> oh, shit. That's a great point. He also does have a horse grafted between his legs. Yeah. He doesn't have any feet. Oh, <laughs> either. Get- oh wait yeah. really yeah, I yeah. yeah. which is a plus or a minus know. depending Here's on where you're thing. coming from i guess it is so hard to find images of these creatures mm-hmm. that show you what you're working with mm-hmm. making this presentation was very difficult yeah yeah we but yeah it. that that sure does that sure does um change things huh? <laughs> i'm so I sorry see the horse i don't no, know you can't see either. the horse it's right there it's a very tiny horse Oh. Yeah, if you look between his legs, you can see the the head of like the head and neck of the horse kind of like oh. he's very upset. Like, yeah. Excuse it doesn't me. look like yeah. a happy horse. No. So the thing is, this is a fun lore bit. Radon is really big <laughs> just in general. Um, but mm-hmm. this horse he's had since he was a child. And when he got too big to ride the horse, he instead of finding a new bigger horse or just getting rid of horses altogether, mastered gravity magic so that he could ride his horse no matter how big he was oh wow all right that has pushed me i'm smashing he's emotionally intelligent he He doesn't want to hurt the feelings of his horse make his horse feel like he's a horse girl yeah exactly and that was what my first my first thought was like this is a man who's emotionally in touch with himself Mm -hmm. and he will protect you but he also won't disappoint you Mm -hmm. and this is i will be honest it's kind of getting adam drivery in terms of the size of the head and the proportions of the body but there is a scissa song going around on tiktok that's like i need a big boy it's cuffing season i need a big boy and it's cuffing season and i need a big boy and star scourge redan is that redan but yeah um yeah sign me up sign (laughs) me up for this big boy yeah i like him gonna be a smash for me as well for Mm -hmm. for the same reasons yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Next up, oh. we have Magma Worm Makar. Um, this is just uh-huh. a dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh-huh. has like little, he has like arms and legs. He's very uh, sort of a humanoid ish mm-hmm. dragon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm undecided at the moment. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to pass. He looks a little bit too much, especially looking at this picture on my, on my computer monitor. He, like he is visibly the exact same size as my cute little lizard who lives in a hole in, in, oh. uh, mm-hmm. in my apartment, Zuko. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pass <laughs> yeah. on Magma Worm Makar. Yeah. Sorry, Makar. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, conversely from Margit, I would say Magma Worm Makar. Mm-hmm. Very warm, very, mm-hmm. very uh, temperature wise, hot embrace. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that he breathes. He breathes like lava. does breathe lava. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think I'm going to have to pass, though. The scales and the the roughness are too much for me. Yeah, also, his his head giving... is basically just one huge mouth, which is too unsettling oh, for me. Oh, yeah. I couldn't... I, I really was having trouble parsing what was going on in the it, head it, region. Yeah, I thought he didn't have one for a minute. No, it's all mouth. Uh, so yeah. Mouth. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's kind of giving, like, naked mole rat mm, or, yeah. like, hairless cat mm-hmm. mm, yes. in terms yeah. of the yes. skin and especially the wings. So it's a pass for me. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't have those as pets, but it's not something I'm attracted to. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's a pass. Sorry, babe. Yeah, even even as the, the resident monster fucker, I think I have to pass on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all have limits. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, listen. Yeah, I do have to say Makar does live basically in the penthouse of a mountain, um, which would be pretty Ooh. sick. So maybe like a Listen, maybe like a weekend situation, mm. like a one nighter, like a one night. Yeah. Get that view yeah. and then and then get out of yeah. there. Get that view on your Instagram story. Yeah, totally. Yes. Right. And then yeah, that makes sense. a little soft launch, if yeah. you will. Don't <laughs> don't tag him yeah. in the picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant to. My phone's dead. So I, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> anyway, speaking right. of which, can you get the lift? Yeah. uh he can spare it um next up godfrey the first elden lord Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. this is just a guy with an axe Mm -hmm. i i i find it fascinating he has like anime hair but like a like a norse sort of viking beard yeah there's Mm -hmm. a lot going on here yeah but um ultimately i'd probably smash Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah i gotta point out i gotta point out the veins on the arms Mm. and in like real life i would like pass out if i saw that in a really great way so that's a smash for me immediately yeah like that and i can't even the photo is cropped at the knees i think yeah or the like upper thigh which is good because i think it would get a little too steamy in here do you know what i'm saying like those thighs Yeah, you can tell he's got some crush you dude yeah 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 uh yeah that's good it's good it's good he also he seems to have like a spirit lion yeah good i was wondering if we were gonna talk about the lion we love a guy with a cat yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh i will also smash i've not encountered him yet uh in in Elden Ring, but I do believe he is one of the final bosses, and he does have. Yeah, let me know when you do, AJ. A big lion. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think the lion, when you're fighting, correct me if I'm wrong, Brendan, is just like biting his shoulder the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he's kind. Yeah. He's kind of like constantly perched on the top of yeah. of uh, Godfrey's shoulder. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's so cute. Uh, yeah, this is an, this is an easy smash for me. 
Godfrey, first Elden Lord, you know, the first guy to get the crown, definitely mm-hmm. one for revelry. Uh, you know, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna mm-hmm. have a really good time. Uh, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't last that long, even if it's a little bit of a fling, like I think Godfrey's mm-hmm. gonna like show you around uh the the lands between uh, yeah. in every manner of speaking. You know, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful, yeah. Is that did everyone everyone cast their vote? Yeah, smash mm-hmm. all around. Smash. I think. All right. Yeah. Next up. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Still crushing. So, this is Margot, the Omen King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is this not just Margot? I think this is Margot's dad or something. Or are they not related? They're both just omens. Uh, yeah, I don't They're, remember the lore. I believe yeah. that they are twins in some respect. Twins. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, there there are multiple uh, omen siblings. Yeah, there are there are others that you find around. Uh, yeah, I'll say. Uh, I'll say Smash as well for the same reasons as as Margot. Uh, Margot is basically the same vibe, except his. You can kind of see it in the picture. His cane. He like squeezes the cane, and it turns into this sick sword. Like the the uh, wood on it falls off, and there's just a sick sword underneath oh. of it. So it's just like Margot, but with a cool sword. So uh, mm-hmm. sm- Smash Margot. Yeah. Smash Margot. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that a man with such a sharp sword does not know how to keep his horns clean or yeah. at Damn. a good length Damn. because i gotta be honest i've seen this before i think i've seen this film before mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. when you don't cut a guinea pig's nails you don't <laughs> trim a guinea pig's nails that's what it looks like and it's terrifying and it's hurtful not only to the guinea pig hurtful to your eyes because what is it's gross so mm-hmm. we don't like a crusty man yep. take care of yourself yep. don't be look going out in the world looking like that yep. and expecting to be smashed <laughs> do you know what i'm saying so true like what's his bedroom look like damn you live like this like i don't even want to know i don't want to see it i don't like him i don't I don't want it. Yeah. Look at, the, look at his, his look at his like his outfit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think this guy does laundry. No. Yeah. yeah. Just like I'm asking for like the bare minimum here. I'm not asking for much. The bars on the ground, girl. Like ground. that's it's nasty. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. He's stinky. I'm gonna pass too. Uh, I know. I I know. I I smashed for Margit. Uh, mm-hmm. but Margot has big like. The best years of my life were high school, and it's been all downhill since. Oh, Energy shit. for some reason. Yeah, you know, Mar got got everything that he ever wanted when he was younger, uh, yeah. and now that he's an adult and needs to like fend for himself, got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder that I I don't vibe with at all. So it's gonna be a pass for me. Yeah, he is the guy who was like left tackle or whatever to uh, uh, Godfrey's quarterback. You know what I mean? Like they were best friends mm-hmm. in high school, and Margot has kind of just ridden on the back of everything Godfrey's done. And is like, I'm going to show you how cool I am by protecting Godfrey. Uh, and that's like his whole thing. Yeah. You might have changed yeah. my mind. Actually. I might be, I might be a kind of sad, kind of sad. sad life for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pass for me as well. Yeah. I am. I am now just seeing on this slide. It says still crusty in the bottom, right? Um, <laughs> which I did miss. Before. Are you so going to release this past. presentation to the world? with I the am. episode? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll post this. Um, so, you cool. know, if you, if you would like to play along at home, you can. Um, next oh, in the hot seat, yeah. we have uh, no pun intended the fire giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been a smash for me. Yeah. Except he has a big nose and mouth on his torso. Yeah. And I just can't the 
the big nose yeah is so disturbing to me yeah to yeah. think about that like being near my face or something i'm like oh god no mm-hmm. yeah the no f- yeah. the fun thing about that nose and mouth kim is that there no. if you look just up from the bridge of the nose there is a closed eye which does eventually open up <laughs> and it is just one oh. big face on this it's man's like a chest. cyclops yeah. situation on this man's face that is repulsive yeah it's yeah. a lot yeah. Ooh, yeah this is an absolute yeah. pass for me yeah. yeah no question i don't even have reasons it's just like i just take one look i think i'm i think I'm yeah good. yeah also this pass. is this is interesting for me because i actually do have yeah some experience being up close and personal with the fire giant it took aj oh. lots of tries mm. to get this guy to die um, um and you know as somebody that also has like chronic ankle problems, oh, which this guy seems guy, to have, yeah. I do sympathize true. with him. I know what it's like to be rolling around, being hunted. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but like, you know what it's like to be hunted? <laughs> well, you know, he's rolling around and he doesn't have a stable foot to land on. Yeah. Okay. So like, you're always feeling like you're the hunted. I've been the archer. I've been the prey. Yeah. This is the <laughs> second Taylor Swift reference I've made. And I'm so sorry about it. Keep making um, them. It's good. Yeah, it just like it. happened. They just come out because yeah. it's mm-hmm. she's so, so okay. I it's no because I've been under him pretty much yeah. when AJ's trying to get into his poor little ankle, and it's not a it's not a fun place to be. It's not <laughs> no yeah. So right. no, thank you. I've been close, but I wouldn't continue. Do you know what I mean? No, thank mm-hmm. you. He's the last of his kind too, which like yeah. means there's a little bit of a desperation there, which is you know right. Yeah. It's like not cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have to be in a good place emotionally before you enter in a relationship. I think you know. Yeah. yeah. Or else, or it's else there's gonna be a power true. imbalance in some way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not healthy. Oh Jesus. Mm. Okay. Uh, we've been recording for half an hour now. Next up is the Godskin duo. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a clear image of them. The one on the left is the spitting image of Donald Trump. Am I wrong? Oh <laughs> my God. Pass. Oh yeah. No. That's, you're fucking right. It Jesus is. Christ. Big pass. Enhance. Yeah. Enhance. The, the expression and everything. Yeah. That's going to be a pass. Yeah. It was a pass yeah. already. If but that character model is not literally somebody at from software looking at a picture of donald trump and being like that's my godskin duo part one i mm-hmm. i will eat my hat if the, if if that's not true yeah and and that is the godskin I'd have to find a hat first that is the godskin noble the the skinny one is the godskin apostle so that is the one who is in right. charge uh yeah man. of course it is jesus yeah do you think the no. other one is eric trump Oh, I was thinking maybe like a Mike Pence situation. A Mike Pence, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hate this. If I if I was <laughs> just looking at it, I would if it was like I could pick one or the other, I do love a tall lanky dude. Yeah. So I would consider it. But if I saw this tall lanky dude hanging out at a bar with this guy next to him, right. whose mm-hmm. vibe is absolutely atrocious, mm-hmm. you are who you hang out with. So I don't I don't I don't think I would feel like that is a good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. True, true, Neither true. of them are good guys. You can find another lanky you know, dude out there. There are plenty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not it. All right. There you go. A decided pass from the room. Next up, Malekith, the Black Blade. Yeah. Hot. I smash. gotta be honest. What Hot. am I looking at? What is he's kind of like everything? A, he's kind of like a wolf. Kim's on my level. Man, Kim's on my level. Yeah, yeah. Smash. yeah. <laughs> easy smash. <laughs> it was. I saw this photo and I was instantly like, "Yep, that's that's yeah. for me." Yeah, I'm also gonna smash. Um, actually, um, I don't know if I'm as clear on it. I don't think it's. I do love the hair. Yeah, yeah, but 
it's a little intimidating to me. Like mm. the other pass or the smashes I've had are like people that I feel like could be really comforting mm. and protecting. Mm-hmm. And I think this person That's not would what be this mean is. to me. I think that they would be mean to me and they would actually yeah. bully me. Mm. And I don't, not even for a night. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think I can emotionally handle that. So it's a pass for me. The, the, the armor at first glance is really, really nice. But then I think if you realize how clean the armor is, this person's kind of a control freak. They kind of want mm-hmm. everything to be perfect at all times, which is just, you know, that's not how people are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Be real. Be raw. Be authentic. I do think I'm still be a yourself. smash, though, because just yeah. look at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that, that was my favorite one. Um, <sighs> next up, we have Sir Gideon Offnir, the all-knowing. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. It's the all I see is armor. I don't know who's under there, mm-hmm. which is I, I can't decide if that's like more exciting or less. But I mm-hmm. do love this image of him where it looks like he's kind of like shrugging. Mm-hmm. Um, that conveys kind of like a fun, flirty attitude. Um, yeah. Just an easygoing vibe. Maybe smash. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to smash yeah. the the body language in here is very fun, very open. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and very, mm-hmm. very, you know, very nice mm. and approachable. So I would feel comfortable. He is pretty forthcoming with you most of the time. You know, he he gives you a lot of information early on in the game, which is nice. But he does give kind of know-it-all vibes. Uh, and I don't think I could handle that. So I'm just going to say pass. That's his name. That yeah. His name. Uh, yeah. The, the, thing, the thing about Sir Gideon, I think, is that he spends most of the game kind of warning you of the path that you're on. And then at a certain point is like, I'm trying to save you from yourself, which is when he becomes a boss. Oh. It's like you're you're angling to become an Elden Lord. That's not good. You're you're just feeding into the same fucking capitalist mindset that everyone has had for eons when we have a real position, a real chance to make change in this world. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stand for you, the best of us falling prey to the thing you're trying to destroy. Mm. Um, and I, I find that to be really noble. Mm. Yeah. You know? He's like, I'm going pu- to put you down if you... <laughs> fall prey to the thing that yeah. you're trying to uh, yeah. eviscerate so is that a smash then yeah it's a smash for me <laughs> okay. he seems like somebody that will be honest with you even if it's hurtful even yeah. if it's yeah even if it, it's so important absolutely yes. yeah no it really is yeah um he is a person who doesn't take uh or, or who always takes his work home though and that's that's a little bit of oh. an issue for me yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. you need a good work-life balance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So true. Although revolution doesn't sleep. So (laughs) maybe he's right. (laughs) Maybe he's right. Yeah. Um, Viva la revolution. Mm -hmm. Next up we have um, now. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Yeah. Hawara Lou. Hora Lou, I think. Hora Lou. Apparently this is also this is also Godfrey. But now he's shirtless and bloody. Yeah. Mm. Do you want the lore? (laughs) Yes. Please the, give the, it the to big, me. The big cat that's on his back when he is Godfrey first Elden Lord is basically holding back his like true <gasps> power or whatever. Oh, uh, and so yeah. after you he hit him enough or whatever, he, I guess, rips it off his back yeah. uh, and then becomes oh. Horolo yeah. to take you down fully. Mm. I don't Ooh. like I don't like it. I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't like a, the uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. you know yes. kind of blood i don't like well, the blood it. is because you were just w- kicking his ass uh <laughs> well i don't it wasn't me i didn't me personally <laughs> i, I didn't do this yeah. i haven't even played the game <laughs> his hair is um, phenomenal but if 
gotta be honest i'm going into a bar i see this mm. i'm moving out of the city that the bar of the bar like i am not coming near i'm moving yeah no thank you uh, this nope. is like this is like when uh, god godfrey mm-hmm. that's like when you meet someone and you're like oh this seems like a really nice person i feel like we really have a connection and then like a few dates in they reveal that they are just an absolute monster that's mm. how i how i feel yeah. about Horlow. Yeah. yeah. I would say not even a one night stand for this guy because you're just going to get texts nonstop. You're going to get a letter sent to your house that's like, hey, just wondering how you're doing. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be unblockable is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. also pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass too. I think you've all made really cogent points here. <laughs> the yeah, the re- the removal of inhibition is the scariest thing for mm-hmm. me. I think about Horlow, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The lion is as much like representative as it is literal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> next, we have Radagon smash. of the Golden Order. Smash. Yeah. Smash. Smash. Wow. Smash. 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 It's smash, like smash. Daisy Jones in the six with that beautiful hair. The hair. Um, the it's gold. Kinda, guys, I got a gaming reference. Okay. It's kind of giving Ferdinand right now. There you go. From Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love Ferdinand. I yeah. smash. Look, he's literally like made of gold. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Can I can I give you a little bit of a little bit of Radigan lore? Please. Yeah, um, please. Oh yes. Radigan was once at one point married to Renala, mm-hmm. uh, who we all agreed has great yeah. taste and is a great person that we all mm-hmm. want to smash, but then mm-hmm. left Renala to become the consort to Queen Marika, like the the person who created the Elden Ring. So Queen who? I have to look her up. Queen Queen Marika, uh, M A R I K A, who is like she's the one. You know, like mm-hmm. all of the mm-hmm. all of the statues all over the game are all of Queen Marika. Oh, wow. Um, very, very like Christ adjacent, died for your mm-hmm. sins energy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, anyone who's good enough for those two, mm-hmm. I'd be lucky, you know? <laughs> Who am yeah. I? I'm yeah. 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 But a tarnished. He's got ambition. I'm but a tarnished. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good look. Yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. I, I almost don't want to move on because um, <laughs> I just like looking at these so much. But yeah. uh, the last thing we have is the Elden Beast. <laughs> what do you what do you think there's there's something we all know what i'm looking at right yeah there's something very visual happening (laughs) (laughs) it's like but they're like made of they're made of stars yes and it's very very captivating um the fingers are a little a little concerning just a little Mm-hmm. like one of you claw, know like claw like i can we come back to me sure because <laughs> i really am so unsure uh, i'm gonna say smash uh looks yeah. looks soft looks like it would be basically like a squish mellow to hug and it's just okay pretty. smash yep yep okay that's all i needed yeah brendan yeah i'm gonna go smash too i think something about the the spectral energy here i mm. think is really aligning with me mm. yeah. yeah it's a smash for me as well yeah 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 i want to become one with the elden beast you know yes there you go yeah yeah embrace eternity with the elden beast yes embrace eternity so yeah that's those are all the those are all the bosses i have for us to to uh, lust over um thank you all for for joining me for this one yeah i actually have one more that i i just sent in our chat absolutely that's this is absolutely this is millennia um Uh smash oh yeah 
Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I hear a lot of yeah. talk about Millennium. Yeah. So I just wanted to definite to get her. Wait, in there. I actually I do have I do have one more okay. as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Who is this? Is this the Elden Ring person? <laughs> Radigan gives huge Sephiroth energy. Yeah. 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 I just uh, for the listeners, I just put an image of Sephiroth mm-hmm. uh, from Final in, Fantasy in the chat. <laughs> Because I was gonna say the art style on this is different than all the other ones. Where is he from? I've, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. And now, who's that? Oh, this is the Erdtree Burial Watchdog, <laughs> who has uh, multiple faces. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a no. It's a no. <laughs> yeah, that's not. No, thank you. If you shoot them with enough crystal darts, they short circuit. Oh, I didn't okay. know that. There you go. That's a Vati Vidya uh, wow. thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, do you want to hang out? I don't think I do. Erdtree Burial Watchdog, but thank you so much. Thank you for asking. <laughs> wow. Wow. Kim, this was great. Okay. Yeah, yeah sorry was it really was so good. long. No, you're good. You told me last week, or you asked me on, I believe, after we finished recording last week. Uh, I did, yeah. Do you think Tara would want to do a Smasher Pass with Elden Ring bosses? So I've been sitting on this for seven days, and it's, <laughs> wow. let me tell you, excruciating. It was been excruciating. Yeah. Um, it's a, for me as well. I was yeah. very excited. When I was playing so. Elden Thank Ring this week. Thank you for keeping the secret. Yeah, it took everything in me to not just keep going, make sure you're paying attention when I was playing Elden Ring this week. <laughs> you're gonna want to remember this (laughs) uh kim thank you so much uh for the bullshit as always thank you uh but now i believe we have to move on and talk about video games i guess And while we are talking about uh, the smash ability of the Elden Ring bosses, uh, I just want to quick revisit Elden Ring because I played a little bit more this week and I'm making it farther and I'm still having a good time uh, is is the thing. Um, but I have I have reached a point now, which is pretty interesting because I know I will never replay this game. I know that I'm not going to do it because I don't really replay games. And so for that reason, I am trying to do as much as I possibly can this time. Uh, And so I keep like reaching parts that I'm like, okay, if I keep going, I know this is going to lead me to the end. Let me figure out this person's side quest so I can finish that really quick. Uh, So Mm. I just continue adding a couple hours every time I play because I'm like, oh, well, I have to finish Fia's quest line or I have to go rescue the dung eater or I have to go, you know, do whatever. Um, So that's kind of what I've been doing this week is a bunch of side quest stuff, which I'm having a great time with. Um, And uh, that's that's really all I had to say about Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm in the middle of my first like big replay mm-hmm. since it came out in Godi prep mode, uh, which is exhilarating. I sure did make Waluigi again, but this yeah. time better than last time, oh, uh, you know, nice. because now I now I have experience making Waluigi in the character creator. So I was like, let me let me give this another shot. Right. Uh, and it's going great. I will say I thought when I finished this game that I would immediately like just be playing it constantly forever mm-hmm. and then jumped into New Game Plus, got like maybe three or four hours in. It was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I should really take a break from this and then in that in that time span was like i don't know if i will ever revisit it again like can i recapture the magic again and it wasn't until i really sat down and said i'm gonna play this for two straight hours and see how i feel about it by Mm -hmm. the time i was done and then like three and four went by Mm -hmm. it was like okay i'm in i'm in again yeah uh yeah elden ring rocks yeah i've said this in the past to kim in private i believe and i will be saying it again on the end of the eighth or game of the year episode stay uh tune in for that i'll be on it do you want me to cover my ears no i just want to say elden ring (laughs) is the kind of game that i've been playing as like 
uh, I, I play it how I used to play Super Meat Boy, as in like I'll sit down and I will just like turn off my brain and play the video game. Um, mm-hmm. And I still haven't decided whether that is like a plus or a minus in this game's case. <laughs> um, but that is kind of the it's a weirdly good podcast game. It is a good podcast game. Yeah, I do that. I, I have to read books for 10 very big books and I will put the audiobook on and I will play Elden Ring. Ooh. The vibes are really good. Um, yeah. Seem like a good vibe. Oh, shit. Books. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So if you're trying to get into <laughs> what have I been in, doing? <laughs> Sorry, Waypoint. Catch you later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I wanted to say about Elden Ring for now. Um, huh. I was going to ask T- Tara, how has, how has it been watching me? But I, I don't know if you want to talk about it. We've well, already mean, spent so much time talking about the bosses. No, it's okay. Um, it's it's something that I would never have the patience to do. Like, I've watched you play that for what feels like three years straight. Mm-hmm. 120 hours. Because it, and that's, that's a really long time. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know yeah. if you play for like more than two hours at a time, maybe more. But like, it. I'm like, how long could this game possibly be? Yeah. Um, and not in a bad way. Just like it's you have to for those of you who don't know, I'm not really a gamer. I've only started playing I games. Mean, you are. You were my gamer of the year. Mode, I know. And I'm so. still so flattered. But like I've only really started playing games this year and learning about different kinds of games and stuff. And that come with that comes knowing what games I don't like and don't enjoy and this kind of game where you have to fight the fire giant 300 times mm-hmm. in the same exact way and watch the same exact cutscene mm-hmm. of his poor mm-hmm. little ankle breaking mm-hmm. every single time like i do not have the patience mm-hmm. for it and it's really impressive when i know that people do have the patience for it and have beat it yeah and done that with like a million different bosses it's cr- yeah. it's insane to it me. is very much an endurance mm. thing at sometimes um yeah which, which i think i yeah. told you when i was fighting the fire giant like my threshold for that stuff i think is way lower than most other people's like i do a boss a dozen times and i'm like i am i want to be done playing this game now um yeah you told me that and it surprised me because i'm like i feel like you've been retrying this for an hour and a half and you think there there are other people that would go harder and go longer 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. that's yeah listen (laughs) if you enjoy it then good for you (laughs) yeah my first playthrough of this game was in retrospect problematic because i was really trying to like play it and finish it for the podcast but i i wasn't like oh i'm in crunch mode like trying to finish this thing in time to do like a spoiler episode or whatever but i just genuinely liked it enough that i wanted to come in with like i finished it and hear my thoughts about it um but that did mean that over the course of like i don't even know how long i think it was a like maybe a, a week ish a little bit longer than a week like i played like 110 hours Jeez of that game God. christ really without like moving or doing anything else uh wow. and then like a week later my legs would just like not work when i was out like walking down the street and i had to like oh go see God. doctors about it um, <laughs> and, oh and honestly any game that can cause me to need to see a doctor is maybe troubling you know <laughs> right. in, in retrospect <laughs> I, I i was like i i have an unhealthy relationship with elden ring mm-hmm. and uh finding that equilibrium in my life is uh now paramount for me yeah mm. yeah then I got a standing desk and everything's good now. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry you went through that, but I'm glad that experience has helped you, you know, for the fo- the next few games that you have to play, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's that work life balance. It's that work life balance. Yeah. That work life balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, as we've learned, revolution doesn't sleep. So. <laughs> it does not well, sleep. And I, I kind of live by that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've always said that. So, uh, speaking of sleeping, uh, I finished nice. a run of Citizen Sleeper this week as well. Um, oh, shit. Which was delightful. I mean, I knew I was going to have a great yeah. time. I knew the endings were going to be, I don't know, profound, I guess. Um, and mm-hmm. I did, I would say that I had a profound experience with citizen sleeper. Um, I talked about it a bunch on our episode with Matt Horton. Uh, you can listen to that if you'd like, it's just a couple episodes up, but I, I, I finished an ending and then I allowed myself to actually watch Matt's video. Um, because Matt does fully spoil a couple of storylines in there. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that I was like at a point where I was like, yeah, I can be done like with the exploration part of this game, you know, discovering new stuff. And there's still so much more than he that he didn't talk about in the video, um, you know, obviously. But I, I, I think Matt has a really great thesis about like what it means to like have a body and be a person and stuff um, uh, in, in that video. So I would highly recommend watching that. I will link it again in the show notes uh, uh, to this episode. But it is a game that like warrants you thinking about it. And I have been thinking about it a bunch. And I just think it's it's just like a really great piece of media, a really great piece of art uh, about what it means to like be a person and have control over your life. Uh, even if you feel like maybe you've been asleep for the last 20 years and then all of a sudden you wake up in a strange location uh, with a new sentience or something, you know, uh, which is the the beginning of citizen sleeper. Um, is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've been thinking just a lot about the, the, the way that that game handles choice and the way that choice influences the storylines you have with these various people and the endings that you, that you do and stuff. And like the, the way that these choices pan out for good and bad, including the final choices you make for some of these endings. I chose an ending that I was like, I feel really satisfied with this. I'm really happy about it. And then it was like really, really sad, but like in a way that felt earned in a way that felt like, yeah, these, this is like, just because you make the choices that you feel are right. And the choices that make you feel good does not make them correct, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just a really, really great piece of, of, of writing, um, and, and pieces of writing. Cause there are smaller moments within, within the game as well that are just like absolutely incredible. So finished Citizen sleeper. Great time. I know, I know I've been goofing, but I do think one of the more interesting trends of the year is how many games are tackling the ideas of like the systems that rule our lives and mm-hmm. each individual person's mm-hmm. role in either maintaining or dismantling them. Mm-hmm. Um, Citizen Sleeper, I think, is maybe the best one mm-hmm. of all of them. But a lot of them are tackling different things. Even even games like Pentiment, which are set in, like, <laughs> basically the Middle Ages, you know, mm-hmm. are tackling this idea of, you know, hey, I, I'm just a guy trying to make art in an abbey. Mm-hmm. But, of course, of course, you know, the church rules everybody's lives, right. uh, including even what we're doing on, like, an hourly basis. And how much am I aligned with that? Uh, and how much I want to reclaim my life is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and Citizen Sleeper having that like basic mechanic of just every morning you wake up, you roll the dice and that will determine how good or bad your day is, yeah. is maybe one of the most brilliant game mechanics I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I I am so blown away by just that by itself and the fact that the writing and uh, narrative matches mm-hmm. that brilliance mm-hmm. the whole time is shocking. Yeah really need to play this game you really do kim it's really really <laughs> good and it's on game, is it on game pass it is that's how i play I, it. I already downloaded it on switch i think oh, um go. so maybe i'll maybe i'll play it on the plane or something <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna replay it i Fly think this Florida. week is my plan yeah. yeah yeah i i do think it's a game that you could probably knock out in like 
six hours um if you really kind of found a storyline that you resonate with and then follow that all the way to its end um i did a similar thing that i did am doing in elden ring where it's like oh well i mean i could continue this person's storyline or i could see what this person's up to and let me just go do that for a little bit but um Mm -hmm. which i think is also a really rewarding experience um like like interacting or not interacting with certain storylines um and just like being able to make that choice you know another thing that that you know kind of meta about this game but uh i i loved that i was able to just like reach a point in a storyline and be like i don't think i actually jive with this and just not come back to it the rest of the game um yeah uh speaking of games that are like citizen sleeper i played signalis <laughs> a bit today um which uh, is also a game where you play as a clone of another actual person in in a sci-fi space but this is kind of more of a aliens kind of vibe uh sci-fi space where kind of silent hilly as well um it is like referencing ps1 art styles uh pretty heavily um and i will just say like it's a really visually striking game i think it is like a really really beautiful to look at game i think I, I booted it up today i saved for the first time and it like makes the screen flash red and there's like this tone that plays or whatever and then you save and then the screen flashes red again and when i did that tara said they didn't have to make that so pretty <laughs> yeah i'm like i've never seen like a save slot a slot b look so nice yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that really i was reading a book and it made me look up <laughs> i was like damn that's nice because it has like that vhs scanning yeah, yes like, like that effect on it and it was oh, nice. i used that on the I have a, a folder of VHS overlays that I use on videos nice. quite literally every single time I edit. So I have a, a certain appreciation for that kind of like, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. it's ooh, it's so pretty. Yeah. I played a couple hours of it um, for the show and really loved what I saw aesthetically and then just kind of realized like this style of game is not really for me. Mm. Um, so that's, that's kind of, it. it's honestly really freeing every once in a while to have experiences like that. It's like, I respect the hell out of what this thing is doing, but I just know that I'm never going to connect with it on the level that other people will sure. who are like, who get all of the things that it's referencing or have this kind of nostalgic attachment to this style of game, uh, which I don't really. Yeah. Um, so I kind of walked away from it just being like, you know, tip the hat, Hey, this is very cool. I think the way I described it on the show was um, it's it's very clear that the game is made by people much cooler than I am. And I was like, (laughs) I love I love everything you're doing here, but I don't think that we would be able to hang out. I don't think that we would connect. (laughs) They would just be talking about they would have entire conversations that your only uh, contribution would be like, sure. Like, oh, that's a really interesting point. And then if they asked you about it, you'd be like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. It's a respectful pass. It's a respectful pass. A respectful pass. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I will say, Brendan, in reference to the the game referencing stuff, um, one of the first things the game has you do is pick up a copy of uh, a book called The King in Yellow, uh, which is a, uh, I can't remember who it's by. I think it's Charles something. I can't remember the guy's name. Robert Uh, W. Chambers. W. Chambers. Thank you. And like that whole book is about a play that if you start reading it, it will end the world basically. <laughs> um, so as soon as the game like cool. forces you to pick that up, I'm like, Oh man, I am not, <laughs> I'm like really, it's a really ominous, uh, sign for what the rest of this game holds. Um, but, uh, yeah. I do think it's really, int- it, it, it seems like it's going to deal with a lot of interesting stuff around personhood again. And like 
freedom of choice and all mm-hmm. of this stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to go back into it and play more of it because um, I definitely do think it is working for me, uh, which is something yeah. I'm happy about because I never played like any of the PS1 style like, you know, Resident Evil or Silent Hill or anything. I didn't have a PlayStation growing up. Uh, I was a Sega Genesis and then an N64 kid. So so being able to kind of just like see that visual reference and be like, oh, cool, I, I get what this is here. And this is, can kind of be a stand in for me for like playing the original Resident Evil or playing the original Silent Hill, <laughs> which I know it's not. But it's also like those games came out in the 90s. And like, I know that they're either a nearly impossible to get your hands on or B, they just don't feel as good as games do now um, mm-hmm. in, in some ways. So I've been considering turning the tank controls on for Signalis, um, which I don't think is necessary because going all the way. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary no. because it doesn't do the thing that the original Resident Evil was or Silent Hill where it's like changing camera angles. So like forward, always being forward helps you lead through these scenes. But Signalis is always kind of just like a top down you know, kind of like a offset situation, but I'm having yeah. a good time with it. So there you go. Also on game pass. Also on right? game pass. Yeah. Yeah. Game pass. Game pass. So good, dude. Game pass is so yeah. good. I wouldn't have played half the games that I played this year if it weren't for game pass. So shout out to you and Steven, uh, for <laughs> giving me the money to buy an <laughs> Xbox two years ago. Uh, thank you. Um, that is the stuff that I've been playing this week, but I do want to get into a thing that we can kind of, at least me, Tara, and Brendan can talk about, and Kim can kind of tertiarily talk about a bit. A game called Case of the Golden Idol. Game oh, rips. The, game absolutely rips. Yeah, it is a point-and-click style um, kind of murder mystery-ish situation uh, where you look at, uh, I think it's 12 scenes throughout the whole game. It's a really short game. It's like maybe three or four hours, um, depending on how long it takes you to solve some of the puzzles. Uh, and so you, you are like seeing the moment of a murder or like the immediate aftermath of a murder. Uh, And so the scene is frozen in time and you are just this like, I don't know, like kind of omnipotent eye that can just kind of float around, you know, the entire the entirety of the scene uh, and figure out who did what, why and, you know, whatever else. Uh, And in all of these scenes, there is a golden idol that is supposedly cursed but yeah and the places that the game goes is just like absolutely buck wild and is so much fun uh and tara and i streamed a bit of it uh and kim i know you watched some of it and then said i i I watched like yeah i watched a few minutes and then realized that watching it meant seeing all of the solutions for everything (laughs) and was like i do actually want to play this game so i i sadly took my leave um and i still have not played any of it Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. soon someday (laughs) Yeah, it's another one on my list. Mm -hmm. It's so great. I'm obsessed with the art style in this game. I think it's so pretty. The like kind of muted, almost like almost gross color palette really, really aids how vile the acts in the game Mm -hmm. are. Also, Mm -hmm. Um, the thing that's like really burned into my frontal lobe is uh, the the one murder where there's just like a person on fire outside the horse stables. Yeah. And because the game is like, yeah, they're freezing you in time. But it's also animated. So you just see this person like Flailing. kind of waving oh their hands God, and on right. fire the whole time you're trying to solve this murder. And I was just like, I need oh to do God. this really quick so this person can die. die. <laughs> <laughs> I need to free this person from their mortal coil. I can't just watch them burning for this long. Yeah. Um, it's really fun, though. Yeah. I, I it, A lot of people are comparing it to Return of the Oberdin, which I understand. Sure. I think I think that that that's a really good kind of one-to-one comparison um, just in terms of like this new wave of detective mystery games and, and finding new ways of having the player interact with 
some kind of crime uh, and, and figuring out how to piece it all together, I think is really fun. Uh, specifically, this game taking the idea of matching all of the names via like scraps of paper you're finding and signposts and things and adding that to a database that's kind of always present at the bottom of the screen. And at any point you can like drag and drop those names to the faces of the people that they match up with. So like step one is figure out who everybody is. Step two is figure out, you know, how did the murder happen? I think that's a really fun flow and it, and it, and it takes something that I think would be generally really daunting for me. Return of the Upper Den I love and it's another game that I have a lot of respect for, but I had a really hard time making my way through it. Mm. Um, and I, I think I would have felt the same about Case of the Golden Idol if it wasn't broken down in kind of really easy to follow chunks mechanically. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't the kind of game where like the further you went into each chapter, the more you had to remember and you had to rely on the stuff you've already learned and there's no way that you can like reference Mm -hmm. it. It is like very digestible little chapters and just the, I've never played a game where that is how you solve things is literally by pick physically picking up the word and dropping it into like a Mad Lib style, Mm -hmm. like paragraph. And it was so, I'm so happy that that's the first game of its kind that I played because I think it's probably one of the best in terms of like point and click detective puzzle games Mm -hmm. because I've played point and click games. I've played point and click puzzles and this is like, it was just so unique Mm -hmm. and the art style was incredible. The proportions, again, I'm bringing up Adam driver for the 19th time, (laughs) but the proportions of the, the characters, like their heads are really long and like, big head i don't know you were right brendan like the the just totally out there palette and and yeah style of it really kind of helps with what you're learning and and the 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 man on fire (laughs) is it's terrible to look at Mm. but boy is it so beautiful like the way that the fire is animated (laughs) and yeah it's a it's really it's a really grotesque beauty yeah yes yes it's just so so unique Mm -hmm. is the word that i have for it and i just i really enjoyed it and it was really fun playing it with aj because we were both just you know two two minds yeah or better than one you know we were just putting it together doing our detective work Mm -hmm. doing our sleuthing (laughs) sherlock holmes and also sherlock holmes yes (laughs) duo of a lifetime uh, Tara, I think it's a really good point you make of the each scene and, and Brendan also th- that like each scene being its kind of own little self-contained thing that you don't have to like carry over information from scene to scene. It's like you can because some scenes yeah. have repeat players in them, but like you're going to be told again who that person is anyway, because you need to get their names yeah. for the word cloud. You know, you need to get their names for the for mm-hmm. the paragraph or whatever. So like at some point you're going to find whatever this person's name is around and be like, Oh yes. Now I, you know, you're kind of making those connections, but then even at a point in the game where like you need to be able to reference previous scenes, like the, the, the game accounts for that stuff. Uh, uh, and I think that's, that's a really uh, good piece of design as well. But did either of you play the storyteller demo during the steam next fest over the summer? No, Mm-mm. that game you're going to love. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the most fun flirty version of this possible okay. conceptually. The whole idea is that you're essentially making comics 
Uh, so there will be blank panels and then you have a bunch of locations and a bunch of people in those that you can choose from to piece together and yeah. create whatever the game wants you to as a prompt. Yeah. So it'll be like, create a oh, wedding. Oh, I love that. Uh, or Ooh. So you need to figure out like, okay, these two people are falling in love and then they get engaged and then they get married. And it's like a very simple one. But some of them are like, Dracula has risen and kills Van Helsing. And then you need to figure out how to make that happen. Uh, and, and they're very frequently very like, cool and nuanced and weird backwards ways of making things happen where it's like oh technically this works but it's also extremely <laughs> oh, silly amazing. um yeah I, I think you're gonna really like it the demo is still available i believe mm. uh i would i would recommend it's called it storyteller yes yeah, storyteller mm. yeah it comes out in 23 cool oh and okay I, I literally already wrote it on my my calendar for tomorrow so i can make a note to go get it because that's Hell so yeah. fun <laughs> it's intriguing perfect that's all the stuff that i have to talk about this week Brendan, you've got a game here on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this one. Yeah. This, is, this is like so your jam. Okay. Um, I, I do need to do the disclaimer. I work for Marvel Entertainment. Nothing I say or do represents the views of my employer. Uh, that said, Marvel's Midnight Suns is a new game from uh, Firaxis and 2K Games that launched last week, two weeks ago, something like that, mm. that is essentially a an XCOM kind of game so there is this idea of like I'm taking a bunch of superheroes and bringing them into combat figuring out where they're going to be placed around the field and then fighting all of the like evil Hydra operatives um, but the way you do that isn't by like fire emblem kind of combat where you're like clicking on the person that you want to move figure out where you want to move them what is their action going to be what kind of attack are they going to do instead each of the superheroes that you bring into combat has a deck of eight cards which are all of their abilities oh. and that gets shuffled and then drawn turn after turn so you need to decide what of the abilities that you have available to you can you use from a turn to turn basis oh, man so that by itself is really great and fun and cool and good. And I think is like a really novel approach to this kind of combat. Um, there have been interviews with uh, the, the lead designers of this game talking about how like the thing they pitched to Marvel originally and the thing that was approved was just XCOM, but with superheroes. But what you find out very quickly is like, yeah, when when you're the Incredible Hulk and you get shot with bullets and they hurt like that makes the Hulk feel underpowered. Uh, so mm. how do you get around that? And then the card thing kind of came into play where it's like, well, you're limited in what you can do, but anytime like Captain Marvel shoots a big blast, it feels like she's shooting a big blast. Mm. Um, so you get these like really punchy moments. You have these grunts on the field constantly that don't even have health bars. So if they get like touched by a superhero, they just immediately fly across the screen nice. and die. <laughs> nice. um, that's great. That's brilliant. That's cool. That's good. That's not why I'm bringing this to the show, though. The reason I'm bringing this to the show <laughs> is because that's only half of the game. The other half of the game, you and all of the superheroes which are like some of the Avengers, but also a lot of the kind of like down and dirty magic users or like the kind of more occult vibe mm -hmm. of Marvel. So like magic and Nico Minoru from the runaways and the young ghost rider, not even like the one that everybody knows that Nicholas Cage played in that one movie. Um, but like, you know, his, his prodigy, his, his, the next ghost rider blade, they're all hanging out in this kind of like defunct Abbey, that's in a space between spaces. It's like they just took a piece of Salem, Massachusetts and mm -hmm. ripped it out of the ground and put it in like a pocket dimension. Mm -hmm. And you as this like resurrected superhero, you can create your own character, just get to run around this Abbey 
and hang out with all of these superheroes. And there are like dialogue options where you're like befriending them, going out essentially on dates with them, talking them through their troubles, <laughs> deciding who you want to hang out with on a night to night basis. They're all like forming little clubs. So like one of them is called the emo kids where like they all go out like whenever there's a full moon and they try and do like weird rituals out in the woods. There's another one that's wow. called like the, sh- the shop boys where it's like ghost rider and peter parker and iron man like all hanging out in a garage like tinkering on their little stuff um and you get to like decide who you're gonna hang out with it is so fire emblem three houses it is so mass effect two specifically Mm -hmm. it is like pulling from those influences to i think great success i i love 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 that part of the game and you so quickly get wrapped up in this loop where like I'll do one more mission. I'll do one more mission. I'll do one more mission. In the same way with, you know, previous for access games, like, like civilization where you just get locked into like one more turn, one more turn, one more turn, one more turn. Um, feel the exact same way about this game. Mm. It, it's just, you get, you get into this loop where it's like, wake up, go check the forge where Iron Man and Dr. Strange are hanging out and like kind of, you know, working on new armor and things for people and, and, you know, upgrade your Abbey and then move out to where Captain Marvel is hanging out. So you can send her out on a mission in space to get some resources to come back. And then I'm going to like, go talk to blade about his feelings and like the fact that he might have feelings for Captain Marvel. And like, how does he articulate that? Um, should he admit that even, you know, like he's not one of the Avengers. Does he feel a little bit like an outcast even in that respect? (laughs) Um, And then you pick what mission you want to go on, punch a bunch of Nazis in the face, and then come back and like hang out in a garage with Spider-Man. Wow. (laughs) That's wild. Is that not the dream? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, You did describe it uh, in our our prep document as Marvel's Blade Dating Simulator 2022, um, which is a it's a compelling uh sell mm-hmm. i will say yeah. um i know matt was also really hot mm-hmm. on this game mm-hmm. and was uh like specifically uh uh pinged me and aj to yeah. be like you sh- you guys should check this yeah. out <laughs> yeah for real for real yeah yeah so, i feel like yeah. matt is the biggest proponent of the game in the discord currently mm-hmm. uh which which has been really fun do i need to know the superheroes to appreciate it not really, because okay. also a, a lot of so you have the like top level Avengers, right? You have Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel and the ones that have been in movies yeah, and stuff. Tools. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game, I think, is more about befriending and hanging out with the Midnight Suns, who mm-hmm. are like these other ones who are kind of hanging out here. And we're already here and are like, why are the Avengers encroaching on our space? Like we, <laughs> we built this like cool little thing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's like literally part of the narrative when you're just hanging out with people is like, why do the Avengers just come here and say that they're the bosses now? Like mm-hmm. we're the ones who like fight demons. We're the ones that go to hell all the time. <laughs> you know, what does Iron Man know about going to hell? Uh, <laughs> And uh, I I think that that's really compelling because I was a little bit nervous when the marketing pitch for this kind of started and when I started to see things like popping up around around the place. Um, This idea that like, oh, yeah, front and center is like Wolverine and Spider-Man and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And I was more excited about like, I want to hang out with magic who has a big sword that she can like cut into cut into space and create a teleport like portal between spaces like i want to know her whole deal i want to hang out with her Mm. and uh the game is about that and i think that that's really compelling and like learning about them and who they are Mm. and the struggles that they've been through they kind of all when you first meet them will kind of give like recaps of their entire comic run up to that (laughs) point which is also really helpful (laughs) um so like when you first meet you know nico from the runaways she'll give you like the pitch for who the runaways are uh and everything that happened that led up to the game starting the whole netflix Um, series 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> it's, I think that's really helpful for people that like don't know yeah. those characters. Um, they do a pretty good job. And honestly, you'll just get everybody's vibe immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. the game is about like literally this is the thing I always say to Steven about it is like literally as you're running around the Abbey, your name is Hunter in the game. People say Hunter the same way. Everyone uh, in Mass Effect says Shepard whenever you run by. <laughs> Shepherd, you know, it's like you'll run by. And, oh, my and, God. <laughs> and Blade being like Hunter is it like it, it, it kills me. Yeah, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah, I'm I, I'm intrigued. I've this has been like sort of on like in the back of my mind yeah. with all of the games that I still haven't played that I want to check out from this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, that is it's a good sell. <laughs> um, so I might need to pick that one yeah. up soon. It's a good video game. Yeah. I, I will say the first like hour to two hours before like while they're teaching you all of the mechanics and like the things that you can do on a daily basis Mm -hmm. feels a little bit like railroading you in a game that Mm -hmm. should be about deciding what i want to do on a daily basis Mm -hmm. um it's not too dissimilar i would say from the first like hour or two or three houses before you've like picked your house and started to make your way through missions um but uh as soon as a box shows up that's like okay you can do whatever you want now (laughs) you really can do whatever Mm -hmm. you want and that's that's where the game gets like really compelling and really fun you did mention th- that you essentially go on dates. Is there is there a romance mechanic here at play? I'm not sure. I haven't okay. discovered that yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess no, knowing mm-hmm. the Walt Disney Company's very stringent standards <laughs> and brand operations. Sure. That said, there is a friendship meter with every single okay. person in the Abbey that goes up. And as it continues to go up, you get like new benefits with that with that person, like mm-hmm. it when they're in combat and stuff. Um, and I haven't maxed any of them out yet. So, uh, mm. you know, I'll report back <laughs> yeah. what I've maxed out blades friendship. Meter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm most curious about, cause you've made this comparison and the comparisons are obvious to three houses at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, with three houses, I would say the balance between the, like getting to know characters and like, you know, marrying them, etc. Um, I would say th- the, uh, the the game like puts a lot more weight on that stuff than it does the like tactics and like combat mm. angle of the game to the point where it's like oh you're at this map again um at certain points in yeah, the game right uh, uh what would you say like is that comparable in midnight suns or is each kind of battle kind of more tied into like what is going on in these characters feelings and stuff yeah the the interesting thing about the way Midnight Suns is set up from a progression standpoint is at any point you can go to like the war room, which has the list of all the missions Mm -hmm. that are available. And there's always going to be one story mission and that will progress the plot. And that'll be like a totally new thing with cutscenes and maybe new characters Mm -hmm. showing up and stuff. Um, But there will also usually be like three to four optional missions Mm -hmm. that are just things that you can go out and do to pick up resources. And whenever you do that, you have to choose specifically because you can only take three of the superheroes into combat um, at any given time. They'll say, okay, you can do this optional mission where you can, you know, get a bunch of resources to upgrade whatever you want. Um, but you need to take Ghost Rider with mm-hmm. you and then like form your team outside of that. And like your your created character may or may not come along on that mission. Okay. So in those cases, it's kind of more like the hey, this is the same map you've done before, the same kind of mission you've done before. Like, okay, stop this helicopter from taking off by punching it a lot. Right. Um, okay. Those kinds of missions will happen a lot. But once you get into the story mission, that's when it's like totally unique situation made just for, you know, progressing through the narrative. Sure. So in that regard, there is 
I I would say that I've spent way more time doing side missions than story missions mm-hmm. because I love so much just the loop of like, I'm just going to build up a bunch of resources, decide what I want to spend them on, but I'm really just here to hang out with people anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's all just kind of a way to get the the day night cycle to shift to night so I can hang out with like the clubs at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> and I would say, generally speaking, if you wanted just like a number, I would say it's probably like 60, 40 like hanging out at the abbey to combat okay. for me at the moment. Um, when I'm in combat, I'm like flying through missions. Uh, it's kind of where I've been at. That's, that's good to know because sometimes the missions in three houses do get a little long winded. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really snappy in this mm. case. Um, I would, I would say Marvel that snappy. The, well. oh. <laughs> nice. good the combat generally speaking is exhilarating mm. and really well designed and is very impressive. And I think it was on the, I think it was on the besties episode about this game where they were like, if they just released a version of this game that was just the combat, didn't have any of the Abbey stuff that would still be really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people would still be really into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but because it has this other, like I'm hanging out with people side of it, um, that has to be part of the equation when talking about it. Yeah. Cool. That's midnight Suns. Nice. Thank you for bringing that to the show. I've, I've been really curious about it. I remember seeing the like release trailer for it or the teaser trailer or whatever. And I was like, Oh, this seems fucking sick um yeah so it's good to know that it is like good (laughs) it's awesome yeah Yeah, it's one of the one of the few games that's come out in december that i'm like oh god is it does this qualify for game of the year Mm -hmm. and if so how high up on the list is Mm -hmm. it and how much of it do i need to play before i know that um Mm -hmm. we just we just recorded an episode of into the aether last night uh where we were talking about a new game called chained echoes that came out literally two days ago (laughs) and it's like we're recording goatee next week can i play 10 hours of this game before then let's find out Speaking, uh, I hate how all my transitions now are, have just become been speaking of. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if if you're tra- if you're transitioning into the next thing on the list, don't because I actually want to talk about this thing first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this week, yes, yesterday, no, two days ago, Brendan, you streamed <laughs> Red I Dead did. Redemption Two, yes, um, which is a game that I played the hell out of when it first came out and haven't played since. Um, I think I I started some replays and didn't really uh, get into them, but um, holy shit, did watching you play it <laughs> just like get the bug back under my skin? <laughs> and I re-downloaded Red Dead Redemption Two, um, and thankfully awesome. had had like another playthrough that i had started that it was like mostly through the tutorial phase so um was able to pick up from there oh man i forgot how much i love this game (laughs) um yeah well when i was watching you play it it was like characters were getting introduced and i was like oh my god there's lenny oh there's charles <laughs> it was like seeing old friends again <laughs> and that's why i wanted to talk about this one next because um when it comes to in the context of talking about games where you're forming relationships, this game is weirdly a lot about that. Mm, um, mm. Not There aren't like friendship meters or anything, but one of the core kind of mechanics of, of Red Dead Redemption 2 is you're playing Arthur Morgan, incredible character, um, who... He's so it, weird. He's... <laughs> he's such a weird dude to be the lead of this video game. I so, so expound more him. on that, please. 
I don't know. I, I think I had this picture painted in my head, especially because like Steven comes on talking about mm-hmm. the show and is like, Howdy! like he's like yelling <laughs> into the microphone. That's not Arthur Morgan's vibe at all. No. My guy, my guy is quiet. He's loyal. Mm-hmm. He is thinking about some stuff. He's ruminating, but he's not he's not poking into uh, things that are in his business. You know, he's like really keeping his cards in his deck. And that's yeah. kind of that's Arthur Morgan's vibe. Yeah. Um, and He's, I don't know if that changes later on, but so yes and no. So uh, Arthur, he is he's an extremely introspective character, um, and like clearly he is like a criminal and a tough guy and whatever. But like you can, uh, there's a mechanic in this game which is the like cowboy how uh, i forget what it is uh like how they describe it but it's like are you a good cowboy or a bad cowboy and it's sort of like paragon renegade <laughs> sure. it's like this this spectrum that you get um where depending on your actions you move up and down that spectrum um and so you can you can play arthur as an asshole but i tend not to because i i i just like it's not how I see this character. Um, mm. So to me, Arthur is a character who has like a heart of gold really um, on the inside. And but either way, you you do get the sense of like the interiority of this character really well. Part of what I think makes that so effective is that there is a journal um, that is Arthur's journal that as you walk through the game, he starts to fill it in. He will write things in there. He will draw in there depending on... Yeah. And it's like you will you will start to notice he draws things in there based on like things you have found in the game, Mm -hmm. Um, even beyond like the main story. There are there will be pages that will just get filled up with like drawings of like a dog that you discover (laughs) it'll be like you you because you can like look at animals and observe them and then they get like added to your compendium so like Mm. i looked at a border collie the other day and then when i opened up my journal the next time there was a drawing of a border collie in it Mm. and it's it's like these things give you a really strong sense of who the character is and i think it gets stronger as it goes but um the the thing that i love too is getting to see his relationships with the people in his little gang of cowboys because you you have like this this big ensemble sort of cast who are part of the gang who everywhere they go they set up a little camp and you can go around camp and talk to all of them and they're not like big conversations you know most of it is just like you can like greet them three times or you can antagonize them if you feel like it. Um, <laughs> but I like to greet them except for Micah who can eat shit. Um, Micah sucks. I've known yes. Micah for like literally four minutes and, and he is just the worst. Awful vibes. Um, so yeah, you can, you can talk to all these people and just sort of like slowly get to know them. And then there are, you know, story missions and stuff where you, you get to know them even better. But I don't think I realized at the time, cause this was pretty early relatively in my, uh, like time really getting into video games. Mm. Um, I don't think I realized how much that was what appealed to me about this game mm. because obviously there's there's a ton going on <laughs> there yeah. is like a, you know a, this huge open world that is beautiful there are all kinds of mechanics like sort of like survival type mechanics where like you, you have to keep yourself fed and you have to you know if you're clothing isn't appropriate for where you are in on the map you will you know be too cold and then you know your stamina will 
decrease or whatever. There's like so much going on. But this, I think, is the heart of the game and the thing that I I really connected to that if I had thought about it a little bit more at the time, I would have realized like this is what I love in games mm. is, is like getting to know characters and and like, I don't know, I love an ensemble, <laughs> cast, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the thing that like I was most excited to jump back in on as i've been yeah. playing this game again and i don't know it's uh, i think it's interesting because this this game gets a lot of flack obviously even setting aside the like very concerning reports of crunch mm. uh that surrounded this game there is just like so much in here where they they were clearly trying to be like the biggest and best and most complicated you know like they yeah. they were trying for a lot of superlatives with with the mechanics and the things that they were trying to do and it's like a 60 hour mm. campaign of like kind of triple A cinematic <laughs> story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's also this like very introspective and like emotional and kind of I don't know. It's like there's it's like there's two different things going on mm. in this game where like they're they're just like trying for for the biggest thing they can do, the biggest story they can get. And like, I just, I wish that it had been reined in a little bit more to focus on the things that are clearly most effective in this game, Mm -hmm. like being at camp and just like having a cup of coffee and sit, you can just like sit on a ledge and look out over a beautiful Vista and like drink your coffee as Arthur Morgan. It's like we talked about last week with Stray, just like the moments that you can just like sit and be in the mm-hmm. in the place yeah. yeah yeah i i just wish that a little bit of of it had been reined in to focus on that shit because it's so good mm-hmm. when it hits yeah. mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite there's there's a um there's like a game design phrase uh that was coined in the development of a game called eco for the ps2 that was called design by subtraction which mm-hmm. is okay we're gonna throw a lot of ideas into this game and then we're gonna start removing them one by one until we have the least amount of the least amount of mechanical weight that a player will need to deal with to get the intended emotional effect mm. out of this game or out of this narrative, which is brilliant. And I think how is how a lot of games should be designed. And it almost seems like Red Dead Redemption 2 was like designed by addition. It was like, how much stuff can we add to? I think in some cases, I, I get what they were going for in a way. They want to add so much that you need to manage the game the same way you literally would if you were Arthur Morgan living in the West yeah. at mm-hmm. that exact time. So things like, oh, I need to make sure I clean my gun when I'm at camp or it's going to jam the next time I like try and use it somewhere. That kind of minutia, I think, exists to try and drive the player into what you're what you're connecting with, which is this like sense of immersion, but not all of those mechanics and not all of those things you need to manage work. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the bigger thing is like, if you had gone over all of them with a fine, fine tooth comb, you would have picked out the ones that like really aren't aiding that immersion Mm -hmm. at all. But in some cases are Mm -hmm. just another piece of the Excel spreadsheet that you need to look at. um, Yeah. Which can be a bummer and can, can remove you from the immersion that they had so carefully crafted up until that point. Absolutely. I th- I feel like there are things like, and again, these are things that were criticized, but that I really like where like Arthur moves slowly. Like he's, it, yeah. it's a, <laughs> he's a pretty slow moving video game yeah. character and it's great. Like it, it's things like that where like, if I want to, you know, go hunting when you get the, the camp, it's like the camp needs food. And one way yeah. you can do that is by going hunting. So if I want to go hunting, I've got to like go get the deer, kill it, 
skin it, put it on my horse, bring it back to camp. And then you can't just like bring your horse all the way into camp. You're not allowed. Um, so you have to like unload the, the deer and like walk it all the way over mm. to to Pearson, who is the, the camp cook. And there is just something about like going through the motions of that going through the motions of eating a bowl of stew like that is the stuff that i think works really well for immersion having to clean the guns not so much you know Mm, so um that is it's a perfect example of like things that could have been trimmed Mm -hmm. to to and like what is effective at actually creating an immersive experience um as opposed to just creating chores Mm. there are a lot of chores in this game totally but yeah <laughs> right yeah. And, and at what point is the player here for that verse you know trying to just engage with the game narratively or even mm-hmm. on the relationship building mm-hmm. and yeah i the reason that i'm playing this game right now is because every winter i try and like get into a big open world game um and increasingly i'm trying to make the game that i get into one of these ones that's like so mechanically rich that it's trying to suck you in last year for me was death stranding was that two years ago i don't even remember at this point but i played death stranding uh, as like a good like winter open world game and it was very similarly like needing to think about the ways in which i'm stacking the cargo that i'm taking across the country how how uh tightly am i holding on to each of the backpack straps am i wearing the right boots for this you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. adds to the game adds to the narrative adds to the feeling of being sam porter bridges who is literally a mail delivery man in the apocalypse right like Mm -hmm. all of those things are the things that he would need to worry about and in some cases from what i've heard at least i haven't gotten to this point red dead redemption but what i've what i've heard is that there are mechanics that don't help you feel like arthur morgan they just help the game feel more like a video game which is the opposite Mm -hmm. of what they're going for Mm. absolutely yeah Mm. Anyway, I'm excited to get there. I've only played it for that one stream. Uh, I'm probably going to play more, like, literally right when we're recording this. Sick. My I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I had to say about Red yeah. Dead. I know you actually went kind of <laughs> on that one, but yeah. um, I love you, Arthur Morgan. Yeah. Thank you for, for being my cowboy Kental. Good fashion in this game. Yeah. Um, Kim, you also have on our list here uh, Immortality, mm-hmm. um, I do. which I'm yeah. really excited to hear you talk about. What, like... We talked, you talked about so much with Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously, we about the immersion and the world building and all of that stuff. And also bringing up the Ico designed by subtraction, like in an interesting kind of weird way, I feel like immortality is kind of both in a little bit like you're you're from what I from what I see from the outside, you know, there are there are three films basically that you are scrubbing through. Um, but there's also all of this space in in between that you're not fully seeing everything and it's up to you to kind of put together the pieces of that stuff. I don't know. Am I stretching? Uh, uh no, no, but I think um, <laughs> let's start. Let me start yeah. from the beginning yeah. of what immortality is. It is um, a game where you were literally, like you said, just given a bunch of film clips from three films made by an actress, Marissa Marcel, who none of these films were ever released. And the question is why? Um, And you're discovering that. And the way that you discover that is you pick a clip at the beginning and then you can watch that clip, you can scrub through it, and you can click on objects in the clip that will bring you to other clips, um, and so on and so forth. There is something going on in this game um, that I obviously don't want to spoil, but that as as you are going through those clips, you can start to 
see that things are are not what they appear and um there are m- mechanics that allow you to engage uh, more fully with what's going on i know that's like so vague i just don't want to give anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, away yeah. because it, it really it will ruin like i when i heard this this game described to me i never would have imagined um what it is that i discovered when i yeah. played it um which is it, it was fantastic i played it like in four hours um just like completely engaged mm. like that was how long your playthrough was four hours yeah four hours interesting interesting yeah yeah but i missed a lot of shit <laughs> so yeah, totally. um i don't i don't think that a four-hour playthrough is actually like the thing um the thing that i found surprisingly almost frustrating i wasn't frustrated in the moment but i was frustrated when i finished the game and was like i don't think i understood any of that and went back and realized that i had missed things there are some like mechanical difficulties with it so for example when you click on an item in in you know a freeze frame of one of these clips and go to the new clip they don't necessarily start you at the beginning of that clip Mm. a thing i did not realize until (laughs) way late in the game um (laughs) so there are tons of of clips in this game that i have only seen half of probably Mm. and then there is there is another mechanic that um it's i don't know how to talk about this without (laughs) spoiling anything yeah it's pretty Um, tough it is it's hard um yeah they just they there are you're sort of unlocking secrets mm-hmm. as you go. Um, and but the I think that the mechanics for doing that are needlessly opaque mm. in some instances. Yeah. Um, so there are there are definitely things that I missed because I just like wasn't really doing it correctly sure. and didn't realize until after the fact. Another thing I will say about this game, they they are good about front loading it, but there are a litany of content warnings that anyone who is playing the game should look at first. Um, yeah. And that's all I'll say about it. But yeah, the, I mean, it's incredible. It, it really was like an incredible gameplay experience. It was I was absolutely enthralled for four hours mm. straight, you know, so it's you are. So to answer your question, <laughs> to go back to it in a way, it's uh are you filling in the blanks in between sort of um it depends on how much time you you spend uh and and how how engaged you are mm. um to to kind of uncover uh you know the the answers or the secrets but i i do think that it's a game where you really can do as much or as little as you want mm. i think before you kind of decide like have i have I gotten enough out of this to to kind of, you know, understand what's going on and fill fill in like the story that I want to be there or whatever? Yeah. I think that there's like enough that's up to interpretation that it, it allows you to do that. I also think that it's operating on a lot of different levels. Mm. Like, you know, I'm talking a lot about like the secrets that you uncover, which are the thing that like really kept me engaged throughout. But afterwards, the thing that I took away was more about like just in terms of like the text on the screen um there's this game is saying a lot about a lot of different things including you know what it is to be i don't know if famous is the right word but what it is to like be perceived Mm. (laughs) like to to be someone who is on camera or you know um you know it's it's a lot about the objectification of the lens i think there's a lot of like interesting sort of like there's a gender theory reading of this that I think is really fascinating. Um, you know, cause you, you get to see 
A, the characters that Marissa Marcel is playing on screen, who I think all share a lot of um, really interesting features as sort of like strong female leads. But then you also get to see how Marissa Marcel is treated behind the scenes Mm. by directors, by other actors, um, in some cases by like uh, talk show hosts who are interviewing her. Um, And uh, there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on there. Um, So I I feel like I'm speaking a lot in like... (laughs) vagaries but i think it's because all of it is best discovered yourself and i don't you know i don't want to reveal too much Mm -hmm. but it's definitely it's it's it is a gameplay experience worth having with the caveat that like there there's some really mature themes going Mm -hmm. on that are are worth knowing going in yeah it's brilliant It's a brilliant video game. I played it twice. I mentioned that on on Into the Aether, but I I played it twice. We actually just recorded a a spoiler bonus for our Patreon last night. Um, And even by the time we were done recording, I don't even remember how long it was. I think it might have been like an hour and a half to two hours or something like that. By that point, Kim, we had gotten into the like, there's also like the gender identity side Mm -hmm. of this and we just spent you know about two hours talking about the like creative lens and the objectification of women in hollywood thing for about two hours and we didn't even get to touch on this other thing which is a whole other read they could go into this game has layers and layers and layers of text and subtext Mm. multiple ways of reading everything that's Mm. happening um for me, at least, the the way I kind of break it down without getting into the spoilers of it all is, you know, that when you start the game on the about page, it's like, hey, this is an, intera- an interactive exhibit with Marissa Marcel's three films, all of which never came out. She's this like great actor whose work never released and she never really became, you know, the celebrity that everybody thought she would be. So you need to figure out then, OK, what's happening in these three movies And then why didn't any of them come out? And then also what happened to Marissa Marcel throughout, you know, this lineage of films. And that's like part one of the game for me is is answering all of those questions. Mm -hmm. Part two is like figuring out thematically what all of that means, you know, like, okay, what, what, what am I getting as the player? What am I getting as the viewer of this by interacting with the movies in this way, in this kind of disjointed, like clips in the wrong order kind of way, starting clips halfway through rewinding back to the beginning. What am I, what am I getting as the player by, you know, clicking on the slate and then moving to a different slate in a different movie that happened 30 years later? What does all of that mean? And then like the kind of overarching subtext of what it all means as well, um, raises so many questions mm-hmm. that I I just like haven't stopped thinking about this game since I, I I finished it the second time. And every time I sit down on my couch now, I instinctively think to myself, like, am I sitting here to play this game or am I going to turn my Xbox on and load up Immortality and see if I can like watch some more <laughs> scenes from more movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, even playing it twice, my first playthrough was like four to five hours. And then my second one was probably closer to like seven to eight. And it was on that second playthrough that I was like, I had no idea what happened in those three movies <laughs> by the time I was done the first time. I thought I had an idea and I absolutely did not. Because at a certain point, some of the stuff that starts happening and some of the things you start to uncover where the game takes you kind of takes precedence, I think, probably for most players, if I was mm-hmm. to guess, because the overarching mystery that the game raises is like so fascinating that you just kind of want to follow it through to the end. Um, just like take that breadcrumb trail all the way to the to the finale and to the credits rolling. But I kind of I kind of never lost sight when when I had wrapped that first playthrough of I do want to learn more about the making of these movies. I want to learn more about 
what all three of them were and what all of them were about. There's, they have this really great, there's a lot that you can say about the game mechanically and the control scheme being like literally actively fighting against the player, which I think is troubling in a lot of regards. Um, and, and is the reason a lot of people probably like won't ever finish it if I was to guess. But one of the buttons that I'm so thankful for allows you to change all of the clips from the order they were filmed in to the order that they were supposed to appear in the three movies. Mm. So on my second playthrough, when I was like done with it and I had rolled credits again, I actually just sat down, ordered the clips by the order that they were supposed to appear in the movies and just watched all three movies in a oh, row. Wow. And they're like pretty good. It's like a it's like a incredible magic trick that this game pulls where you're like mm-hmm. watching these kind of like you know silly actors like breaking characters sometimes and be like oh can we retake that or like oh hey you need to calm down we've been we've done like 54 takes of this one scene like maybe we should you know stop for the day and come back and mm-hmm. try again tomorrow and if you if you watch all of that sequentially it's like pretty good story <laughs> like the the people that made this game literally wrote and directed three movies and also in, wrote and directed what the actors in those movies were doing in between mm-hmm. the scenes for those movies <laughs> wow. that's like miraculous mm-hmm. in terms of the amount of work you'd need to do to pull that mm-hmm. off and then to have all of it funnel up to like multiple cogent ideas <laughs> about like the nature of what it means to like be human and be a mm-hmm. be a creative force out in the world mm-hmm. and like why do we make art in the first place what does it mean to like like exists in a in a world where like gender exists Mm -hmm. and you need to like either fight with or against like there are so many ideas that this game has and it pulls off all of them like if you dig you will find that the game has answers for everything and that's Mm -hmm. that's been the most exciting thing about this game for me i think is like at the end of the day at the end of my second playthrough i had found the answers to every lingering question that i had had and had found like multiple ways of reading it all of which were satisfactory i think in terms of the the questions that they raised i think I think this game's a masterpiece. I think it's I think it's unbelievable. Um, it's and, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. I apologize. I did start laughing, Brendan, in the middle of the very uh, intelligent points that you were making because I was thinking about the fact that this uh, episode started off with us talking about whether we would smash or pass the Elden Ring bosses. <laughs> uh, it's about balance. It's about balance. Yes. We contain multitudes. Oh man, I appreciate you being vague about it, but also talking about how complex it is because i mean originally when i i think i watched the trailer for Mm. it like a a while ago i think i don't know when it was aj but Mm. i was really excited about it because they're again kind of like the case of the golden idol i had never seen anything like Mm. it like when i looked at the tv and all i saw was elden ring for a long time i'm like this is no this is fresh this is what we need Mm -hmm. um and it just seems so, so cool. And the one thing, Brendan, that you said that's really making me like, I want to go downstairs right now and just <laughs> hang up and like go play it is when you said that there are some times where you're watching one scene and you're like, hold on, I have to go back to a different movie to watch this other scene to get something. That's what happens to me when I listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> because I'm like, she said she painted the color. She, she, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like the color of her sky was painted. And she actually said that on Folklore, which was two albums ago. And mm-hmm. that must be written about the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And it, that part of my brain, oh my God, it is incredible when the when that happens yeah and the fact that i've just found another outlet that could <laughs> that could be that for me is so exciting and aj i've never been more devastated that you have to play D tonight because I'm i so want sorry. you to cancel and i want to play this game yeah because we've been meaning to and we yeah. wanted to do it 
before Sunday so we could talk about it, but yeah. it just didn't work out. But like, I want to cancel everything and I want to play it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds so cool. It sounds so unique. You have connected some dots for me that I didn't realize needed to be connected, which is like the Swift, <laughs> the Swifty in me is why I loved immortality so much. Yeah. Like the English major of like looking, like going through the lyrics and being like, what do they mean by this? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. What, where, what are they referencing? Because yeah. Taylor Swift literally has uh, over a decade worth of of lyrics and and themes that you could connect to each other, and that is my favorite thing about listening to all of her music. Is like, oh, she's literally she literally released a song in 2022 about something that she experienced in 2011. And it's all written out for us to see. <laughs> and that's actually very interesting when talking about what it is to be perceived and what it mm-hmm. is to be a famous person and a famous yeah. woman who is literally under a microscope 24 seven. And you're willingly putting out all of your all of your life for everybody to listen to and analyze. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you to play this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. Every time I hear a conversation about this game, I'm like, man, I want to play it. I want to play it. I want to play it. Um, and this one, I mean, this, you know, no different, but Tara's here for it this time. So I think, I think maybe now mm-hmm. actually we will wind up playing it um, yeah. sooner rather this than time. later. But um, something that, that just, just really quick and then, and then we should move on to our, our main thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I watched, <laughs> Um, and I guess spoilers for Jacob Geller's top 10 video games of the year. Uh, yeah. he, he brought up immortality in there and he said something that I thought was really interesting, um, that I think could be read as pretentious, but since Jacob Geller says it, I don't think it is, uh, (laughs) because I think he's a very genuine and authentic guy and I really appreciate the way he writes things. Um, but he said this game is very adult in terms mm-hmm. of it having so many layers and that if you were playing this as a, you know, a child or a teenager or stuff, there's just so much of the subtext and themes that you would probably miss. And and that was something that that I watched it last night. And that was something that's really stuck with me the last 24 hours uh, of like, man, I love subtext <laughs> um, uh, uh, in, you know, and so I'm just I'm I'm excited to to get to it. Yeah, I th- legitimately think sorry, like a, a text saying like sorry something came up, can't do D&D tonight. Let's do it next week. Yeah, that should I'll suffice. To, I'll just have to bleep out all these parts of the podcast uh, just in case. No, when this podcast comes out, send them the link, and they will yeah. understand. This is such a powerful conversation, and we need we we you and I, AJ, need yes. answers, and we need to do this for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like you're really so gonna sure. make me sit downstairs and wait. <laughs> When it's yeah. just loaded up on the Xbox, it is ready there. To go. It's, it's downloaded. It's there. It's been there for a month. I guess like I'll just pregame and listen to all of Taylor Swift's music. That's a great and idea. Scratch the same itch. Yeah, I thought you were going to say pregame and just like play Disney Dreamlight Valley until I was done. Hell of a segue. Because it's I do. been hell well, of a segue. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the main game today. Disney <laughs> Valley. Uh, we can you believe it, it dear listeners? Can, can you believe it? We got there. <laughs> yeah, it's we, only been an hour and fifty six minutes. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, this is a hell of an episode. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't expecting that. This is my curse. I just want to be clear. Every show I'm invited onto is like at least twice as long as they think it's going to be. I don't know why this happens. I, Sorry. <laughs> I love a that. lot of interesting things to say. Yeah. 
I mean, Disney Dreamlight Valley is a game that came out, what? September 6th. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's it's okay. on my calendar. AJ, have you ever Hell seen yeah. me put a game release I on know. my calendar? Yeah. I don't think so. Do you want to give us the, the logline pitch for Dreamlight Valley? Oh, um, sure. Yeah. For, in my own words, Dreamlight mm-hmm. Valley um, is where you are playing as your own customizable character. By the way, you get to pick your name. Obviously, you get to pick your outfits, your cute little hairstyles. Um, lo- love that. Mm-hmm. Cam, I also know you love that as well. Oh, yeah, I love um, that. And you are you are invited back to Dreamlight Valley, which is a valley that has been absolutely swallowed by the Night Thorns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are what it's called. Night yeah, night I thorns. think so. And it's this dark magic that is inhibiting anybody from living on the valley. And a lot of the people that used to live on the valley had to leave because they were not remembering anything. And the remembering mm-hmm. happened. And it was this big thing where where um, the night thorns took over and the valley was no longer what it was. Wow. And we were trying to restore it with Merlin, who's a wizard mm-hmm. i was a magician <laughs> he's a magician that you meet and he's got his little you know magician case and he's yeah. he said mm-hmm. abracadabra help me fix dreamlight valley and you are trying to clear the night thorns and you're meeting all of these disney characters and you're inviting them back to their once restored favorite valley mm-hmm. and brendan i was biting my tongue when you were talking about the marvel game because my favorite thing i don't know if anybody has this experience but i was a disney kid growing up a disney channel kid a nickelodeon Mm -hmm. kid Mm -hmm. guys the most anticipated thing you could ever other than camp rock of course crossover episodes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so sweet life of hannah montana changed my life and when those elements of that happen in my adult life Mm -hmm. i trace it back to those disney channel days of that so sweet life of hannah montana and like (laughs) that is the sole reason why i think i would even play that marvel game is because i've i love the avengers i mm. love all the movies i'm not deep in the comic lore as i i want to but you know it's a lot to it's a lot to handle so like the thought of just like hanging out with captain marvel or like iron man and just hanging out and having some conversations and also befriending them and giving them little gifts is like unheard of because i you do give them little gifts yeah, in like, game, just to be clear oh, i don't wonderful. think I brought that sure do. there's a little gift shop where you like decide what you want to buy and give that is yeah. i'm sold <laughs> smash um specifically different sense of candles wow what i know god. oh my god see like this is this is what i never got to experience like i am part of the crossover episode i am the main character i am hanging out with every disney character um and to be i'm not i wouldn't classify myself as a disney adult but i think the that element of crossover is really what got me so excited about this because it was very low-key all you have to do is just like do some chores around dreamlight valley but you also get to customize a character which is so fun and you also get to get to different levels with with your friends on the valley Mm -hmm. and it's just so wholesome and it was on I literally it's in my notion board September 6th it was the the release and I was gonna stream it and I was so excited mm-hmm. and we did and it was so it was just so fun and I there are some parts about the game that I'm like I get a little frustrated by number one the constant glitching <laughs> and you have to just quit the game and literally then where you were. is it still early access right now yeah oh okay. is it is it oh, really okay. yeah it's eventually gonna go free to play and that's when it leaves oh, oh okay oh 
Okay, so maybe that's that, maybe that's why. But also, yeah. I was like, you know, nervous about this podcast, and I was like, I'm going to play some today <laughs> just so I can, you know, you know, just get get my yeah. gears turning. And yeah. I literally put on an outfit, tried to talk to Maui, and I had to quit. And I said, okay, AJ, five minutes later, you can uh, go play some Elden Ring or something, or play whatever you're playing. It was um, very funny. Yeah, I. What just, are you playing it on? What what system have you been playing on? Xbox. Oh, okay. And it's you know it's. It's the way that I felt about it when I first started playing it was the way that I felt about when Animal Crossing's New Horizon came out. Mm -hmm. And that also coincided with the beginning of the pandemic where (laughs) it was just like, that was two weeks that I will never have that feeling again. Mm -hmm. But the closest Mm -hmm. I felt was when Dreamlight Valley came out, um, just because it was just I don't know why it was so anticipated for me, but I really think that Brendan, you helped me realize it was the it was the crossover feature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good crossover too. Like I, yeah. I I was playing the other day, and um, there was a quest that I got with Ariel from the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and Wally, the little robot from Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, they are both characters who collect things so you realize that before the night thorns and before the forgetting they were really good buds because they they used to trade things in their collection and that to me is like a really brilliant way to do this game like that is such a like they clearly it's not just like oh here's all these characters it's like there's a lot of thought into how can we put these characters together in a way that makes sense and show how like there are connections between them that feel real yeah i i don't know mm-hmm. i was just like so struck by that little quest That's so I was sweet. Like, this is adorable mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's i'm excited to see more of that as i start to unlock more characters because for a while i was playing this game just to like wind down at the end of the day and was literally just like doing chores with like no particular um goal in mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. other than maybe like making some money so i could like buy a ball gown or something right um but Mm -hmm. now i've actually started like okay let me try and do the quests and like unlock more characters and stuff Mm -hmm. and um it's really rewarding Mm -hmm. in a way i was not expecting yeah it's like i i have to be in a certain mode or mindset to get into the chores that i know i have to do like there are certain chores that require iron ingots and they take like 10 little Mm. pieces of coal or whatever it is um i guess just iron yeah that you just need 10 pieces of iron to do it and there's only certain rocks in certain places that you can get the iron from Mm -hmm. so like it's a bit it's like so annoying but like when you're like i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna grind and i'm gonna i'm gonna bring my mining guy with me mine's Kristoff. i have Kristoff with me (gasps) mine is also Kristoff because i spend the most time mining and i want to spend the most time with a beefcake like i want to spend the most Tara, time we're with so a married man unfortunately <laughs> i the when i had to I, I there's a there's a um quest where you have to get anna you have to help Kristoff remember anna broke my heart it was the saddest <laughs> i've ever been i had to take a a, a little break from the game because oh i'm God. like mm. i will do the right thing but it won't make me happy yeah um mm. but yeah there's there's certain parts of it that do because of my lack of endurance as we talked about in, in terms of elden ring that i do have to like take it really mm. easy but i think the best part about this game and i'm gonna do a lot of comparing to animal crossing because it is quite similar in a oh, lot yeah. of ways yeah, yeah. It is. and that's really for me the only other experience i have with mm. this like uh life sim world 
you know, whatever. Um, but the thing I like about it most is you can play it. You don't have to play for like a month and you come back and nothing has changed. But if you do that in animal crossing, your best friend's like, girl, where you've been, it's been eight months. I thought you died. (laughs) And it makes you feel so bad. Like for me, I feel terrible. And it actually has made me not want to log into animal crossing at all because i do not want to i hate confrontation in real life and i love those little guys on my island and i don't want to make them upset and they're Mm -hmm. clearly upset that i haven't been there Mm -hmm. um but moana doesn't give a shit you know she's like well hey girl you want to go sailing today i'm like thank god she didn't say anything (laughs) about it there are a lot of ways where you can tell this game wanted to adopt animal crossing like mechanics but we're like we're gonna not make it miserable to yes, like, do some yeah. of these things. The tools uh, that you have that don't break. That yeah. was a huge thing that I yes. realized don't at the break. beginning. That I'm you, like, I can just keep chopping stuff down and I don't have to go get wood to make a new axe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> Even like quality of life things like when you're crafting in your house, you have access to all of your storage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. The, the yeah. respawn rates on things like I, I appreciate that they're they're not trying to like artificially slow you down, which I think there's a lot of like benefits and drawbacks to that in the way that Animal Crossing does it. But in this game, they are very willing to let you like actually play at the pace that you want to play, which mm-hmm. I think yeah. is a smart move. That's um, interesting. It kind of reminds me of your conversation about Red Dead Redemption and like. Animal Crossing is almost very similar to that, where you literally have to Mm -hmm. cut the tree down to get the wood, to make the thing, to buy the thing, to then trade the thing. And then and then you can actually start on your mission. Mm -hmm. And like that was something that really exhausted me about Animal Crossing and probably the reason why it didn't have a really sustainable part in my life. It just kind of fizzled out. Um, Yeah. So the fact mm. that it doesn't feel like a like too much of a chore to do anything Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to parse like there are some aspects of some games where tedium is so appealing to me Mm. like in in red dead where i'm like yeah i want to take the time to like lug the the deer carcass off of my horse and slowly lumber my way over to the cook but in animal crossing having to click through the the dialogue at the airport is like torture to me. I I, I <laughs> yeah. don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's, it's because those the things in Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption are things that you interact with. You could potentially interact with in your real life. Like, you know, you're you eat meat. So you don't really mm-hmm. maybe connect with where your food is coming from sort of. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, if you ever were to go down that path, you can kind of explore that in Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Whereas Animal Crossing is like, yeah, you're going to have a really annoying conversation at the airport, but you've already done that. Like you've mm-hmm. we've all done it, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe it maybe that that's all I can think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's I think there's a piece of it, too. That's like when you're playing Red Dead Redemption 2, you're there for like okay, I'm going to go hunt a deer so I can bring it back to the camp. And needing to move that deer from point A to point B is a piece of that. So the tedium of it is not preventing you from doing the thing that you set out to do because you set out to do that in the first place. Whereas in Animal Crossing, like, I want to travel to another island. Oh, I have to sit through 30 lines of dialogue before I can do that. Mm -hmm. That's actually a gate preventing you from... Like literally a gate and yes. also a dialogue gate yeah. preventing you from getting from point A to point B. Yeah, at that yeah. point, the, um, the dialogue true. is as much of a loading screen as the actual loading screen is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dream Life Alley is pretty good. <laughs> I think it's really easy to, I think it's easy to write it off because it's like, here's a company that used to make mobile games yeah. that are like monetized into oblivion, trying to make Animal Crossing featuring every Disney character. Like there's a, ver- there's a version of that where you hear that and you're like, Ugh. yeah, you'd be really <laughs> cynical about that. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> luck. Um, but it works more than it doesn't. And I, th- I, th- I think you, both brought up a lot of really great points about you know the crossover aspect of it all having having really intentional dialogue between characters um is really fun for the most part i think a lot of the chores and things you need to do are really well thought out um i do think tara to your point the idea of what if animal crossing just had quests Mm -hmm. is like actually really helpful because there are times in which i know this because i've been such a huge fan of animal crossing forever and i've tried to introduce it to friends who have bounced off of it for this exact reason sometimes the openness of it and the i'm gonna make my own fun of it all can end up being more daunting than literally having a list of like 45 different quests Mm -hmm. that you have to do yeah and in this game there's something about having the checkbox it's like i love the checkboxes yeah yeah there's something about that that i think is really satisfying it's like okay Hey, I'm just I'm just gonna make my way down this list, or I'm going to find the things that I'm closest to accomplishing and just like knock them off first. You know, it's like the classic if the task takes two minutes or less, then do it now mm-hmm. kind of thought. Mm-hmm. And every task in this game for the most part takes two minutes or less. <laughs> uh so just do all of them. Just yeah. help everybody. Um where where I start to bristle with this game and where where I start to have a harder time with it is just like mechanically I feel like there's a tedium when I'm trying to accomplish certain tasks. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm when I'm running around and there's a whole bunch of thorns like early on in the game before you've like cleared all the thorns mm-hmm. away and stuff. When I'm running around and I'm like doing the get rid of thorns animation mm-hmm. over and over and over and over yeah. again. And then I need to pick up each individual item <laughs> that each individual thorn yeah. dropped. And then you can only do that so many times before you've run out of magic and then you need to run into the house <laughs> yeah. just so it'll refill. And then you go back to where you were mm-hmm. and continue doing it. Like, why can't I hold down the A button, for example, and just continue dispelling? Yeah, thorns? like you do yeah. with your harvesting or your watering. Like they have it right. in certain aspects of it where like, you don't run out of energy when you do this thing or um, the tools don't break. For example, that was like a big one for me. So like, why won't they copy it and paste it into other Mm -hmm. parts of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's that inconsistency mechanically, mm-hmm. I think, where I, I start to have a harder time getting into that zone mm-hmm. that I do with things like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley and the like, uh, where I, I just kind of like turn my brain off. I have like Frasier on Hulu <laughs> in the background. I'm like, yeah, this is just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to yeah like do my little chores for a while. Sometimes the game is like actively fighting against me doing the thing that it wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it works. Like for the most part, it's really fun when you go and, you know, you visit a new character's world and then you you unlock them in your town and bring them back like getting remy mm-hmm. and and his yes. restaurant back was like one of the m- more exhilarating moments in gaming this year <laughs> Jeff yeah uh but yeah i don't know it's it's really surprisingly great i i'm hopeful that they patch it up and like fix it up a little bit because i've heard that the switch version specifically is like really rough i haven't oh, played it's it a disaster i'm playing it on switch it's, oh, it's a constant nightmare no. <laughs> that's such a bummer yeah, yeah i it, it's gotten better over time like there was a period where um the music would like my i would be like playing and it wouldn't be framey or anything but the music would like 
stop lo- would be like buffering or something interesting um yeah so that was bizarre um yeah it's not it's not fantastic on switch but it's still it's for the most part it is playable um yeah once you get over like the crashes and stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only other thing that upset me about it was the ghost of Minnie. there we, oh my God. we gotta talk we gotta talk about this good Absolutely. i was gonna bring it up if you didn't. yeah upsetting that was for a game that's so wholesome literally mm-hmm. seeing the ghost of Minnie Mouse and Mickey not knowing what to do with himself was very out of place uh, like, Mickey is so haunted in this game yeah. and he looks so uncanny anytime yes. I see him in uh, in town he's like oh hi and I'm like don't look don't interact yeah. he, is a shell, <laughs> he is a shell of a mouse he yeah, is not himself yeah, there's something there's about the eyes nothing behind his eyes yeah it's yeah. It's a lot. And it uh, took yeah, me. For people who haven't played, Minnie is missing. Yes. Mickey doesn't know where she is, but we keep seeing like a spectral form of her. In yeah. The, and there in, are certain the things that you have to do to get her back. You're, there are certain relationships you have to get to a higher number. And then that that quest gets unlocked. And that's kind of what it is for most things. But it took me like kind of an obscene amount of time to get Minnie on my island because when I was like really into it back in like September October I was watching people on Twitch play and I'm like how do they have Minnie but also they're not even at this other point yet that I have I that was like Mm. weeks ago for me so there are certain Mm -hmm. you don't have to do everything in the same order um which is interesting but for me it took a really long time to get Minnie back Mm. and then she came back and it was fine like it just like <laughs> happened it just happened and then i was like at that point i'm like okay yeah <laughs> like you put her house next to mickey's and you were like all right cool yeah they didn't have like the kind of um reunion that i thought was gonna have like mm-hmm. there she literally was like at the fountain and mickey's like where is she tara and i'm like she's right there what are you talking about she's right there and he goes oh where are you gonna put your house <laughs> okay like <laughs> i thought it was gonna like the music was gonna swell and it was gonna be this like yeah beautiful for how there. sad it was i thought it yeah. was gonna be on the opposite spectrum of just absolutely happy it was gonna make me cry but it was just like oh she's back we deserve Let's a fully a <laughs> yeah you deserve a fully animated uh cinematic yeah. you know dramatic. yeah like i want a cut scene like i want yeah me too and i would be fine with that <laughs> yeah but overall um, fun game I just wanted to ask, I think this might be more specifically for Kim and Brendan, but Tara, Mm. please feel free. Mm. How do you feel about not being able to romance any of the characters? You can, you can. Oh, devastating. You can, you can become friends with them. You know, you have a friendship meter and stuff, but how's specifically not being able to romance these characters? Because, uh, as we said earlier, uh, the, uh, iron grip that the uh walt disney corporation has on their ip uh so as to not let you interact with them too much well i mean you heard how devastated in real life i was about Kristoff, so i think yeah the answer Mm -hmm. yeah i he's the first human man aside from merlin who is like obviously not not someone i'm gonna romance i actually have a headcanon that um merlin and ursula have something going on (laughs) but um i see them talking to each other a lot wait Mm. wait 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 mm-hmm. let's let's go back tell me more about this what makes you think this i just see them talking a lot they're and hanging so out I a lot think, yeah he's so he's always like over on the beach uh-huh. talking to her she's and i'm a like witch. i love this I think guy. he's a wizard by the way you know who's obvious? always hanging around his house mother gothel so i think she's into him um also but a he's witch got something going on with ursula so wow 
That's wow. just, this is just, I'm just, I, I observe things. Um, I also think, <laughs> I, love this. I also think that Daisy, Daisy is like not there, but also not like there's no, oh my God, where's Daisy? Yeah. I think <laughs> unlike the situation with Mickey and Minnie where like Minnie went missing, I think Daisy just left. Daisy Donald left, yeah. Because he has, wow. because he has a horrible anger management yeah, issue. Man. He is constantly yeah. having temper tantrums in this game, making little choo-choo train noises. Like I think that they what's literally going on, man? I, I saw a tweet that they said that was one of their bug fixes was he was going to have less tantrums because I don't know about I you guys. I have not found that to be the case. Every single time you see him, he's chugging like a train and he, it is yes. so loud. Yeah. yeah. The the juxtaposition of that with the calm music is <laughs> yeah um but yeah to get back to your question i was i was upset that i can't uh romance um when i here so before early on in the game the only human men there are in town are merlin no and Kristoff. Mm -hmm. and so yeah i was hanging out with Kristoff a lot i don't particularly care for that character but mm. like you know he's the only eye candy around um and he's nice so yeah I, I kind of wanted to steal him from Anna and I can't. So yeah. Yeah. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer for me. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask. Uh, you have to do with the meditations on crippling loneliness that appear throughout the game for some reason. No, but uh, talk about that. <laughs> uh, so you're uncovering memories in this game, yes. including like the old journals of, I guess what used to be the leader of the Valley, which is, I won't spoil it, I guess. Um, but you can uh, you figure out at some point who that was, and it's not a big yeah. surprise. Um, no. But anyway, um, they I spoiled it for somebody because I thought it was like the text of the game. It's so obvious. Like, I also think yeah, it's I, th I thought that they I thought they made it really clear, and somebody was listen, like, "Listen, you guys, it was really surprising to me." Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, never mind. But. Um, <laughs> But you find like their their journal. It is its fault. You find their journals around and they're like, I am so lonely. It is so cold and so dark here in the depths of my loneliness. And it's like, did Werner Herzog write this? Like, it is so I saw dark. Goofy today talking to Donald. And I but I love it. I love how like weird it is and how like weirdly deep it is mm. especially like coming off the heels of the pandemic i i mean not that the pandemic is over but like you know after we all spent like two years in isolation i just think it's so fascinating that this game um that's just like what if disney did animal crossing is also exploring <laughs> themes of like loneliness yeah. and connection <laughs> yeah um incredible i can't wait to see more of it yeah also, this game did make me uh, spend money to book a trip to Disneyland, so it worked. Okay. It wow, worked. she did what wow. she needed to do. She did it, yeah. I just think that there are so many things about this game that are so weird and completely out of left field, and and that is that is a great example. the The old rulers' diaries are so bizarre and mm -hmm. so strange. the The Minnie Mouse of it all is so strange. I I do think that you're right about like Donald and Daisy definitely divorced or like mm -hmm. consciously uncoupled in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> and Christ. and. I think that that's like it's amazing that all of that like got approved and is in this mm -hmm. game that is supposed to be like yeah. the most mass market thing of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, like if you're thinking like totally cynically about the, the existence of this game in the first place, 
it is supposed to be a huge hit. It's like built from the ground up to be everything that everybody likes about Disney and everything that's popular about the most popular video game during the pandemic years. Mm-hmm. It's wild that you start that up and you start reading the diaries and mm-hmm. the person is like so sad <laughs> and you meet Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse is not like, huh? hello. It's like, <laughs> he's like depressed. He's like, oh, you know, <laughs> He's like taking a break between weeping sessions. Yeah. It's like so weird. Everything mm-hmm. about this game is weird. And I, I think the, the thing that keeps me going back to it is trying to figure out what other weird thing am I going to discover? Like, absolutely. You know, I think they recently added uh, added Toy Story. I haven't seen that stuff yet. I'm so excited yeah. to like see Buzz Lightyear. Does he know he's a toy at this point that he's entering Dreamlight Valley? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe he thinks he's like a possessed old doll from somebody's <laughs> attic or something this time. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I the 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 I mean, the diary is juxtapositioned with the Disney of it all. I think it's like I think in a way that is like the best way to make this as mass marketable as possible by making it disney and you're building up this valley and you're getting rid of these thorns and stuff but like in the text as in the stuff you have to actually read that is not said to you is like this like undercurrent of like depression and anxiety and like all this stuff that is like something a child is going to be like yep and just hit the a button and skip it and like maybe that's also why they don't make such a big deal out of the mickey mini reunion because it's like no everything was fine she was just kind of like a weird blue ghost and when you go and get her she's back now and it's everything's happy and nice um (laughs) yeah i don't know I don't know. Maybe yeah. I think you do. I think there's it. also something to be said for the fact that like the player character is an adult. Yes. You <laughs> yes, know? exactly. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it really, it really says a lot about who they want to be playing this mm-hmm. game and who they built this game for. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. You can't make a kid in this game. No. As far as I can tell. Yeah. I work for the Walt Disney Corporation and I love doing that. <laughs> okay that's great do you want to put that like in the beginning of the episode like before everything you say just say that. yeah maybe yeah just like a little preface if you work for walt disney legal stop listening <laughs> so that's disney dreamlight valley unless anybody else had anything else to say about it but i think we uh kind of talked uh all the way through it I yeah feel. yeah yeah um, That's it. Yeah. I, I got all my little head cannons out, so mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> I, I will not be able to see Merlin and Ursula and oh not my think Merlin. They have a relationship. <gasps> they are in their talking phase. Mm-hmm. They are. I least. kind of want you to continue providing Gossip Girl adjacent <laughs> updates. <laughs> okay. About what's going on in your Dreamlight Valley experience. Happy, happy to. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm okay. sure I'll have more nonsense to share. <laughs> Bullshit, even? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse shit? That's nothing. Um, no. Brendan and Tara, thank you so much for coming on the show today. <laughs> uh, it was an absolute delight having you both and talking about all of these video games. Um, Brendan, where can people find you and or your work online? Um, Brendan at Mass.2 on Mastodon. There you go. Uh, or just go to brandonbigley.com. That's where, that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> into the Aethers, into Thank the Aether you. everywhere? It sure is. Yeah. yeah. Into the cast.online. Tara, where can people find you or your work? You can find me, uh, just go to tccreative.co. 
You can find me there. You can find my work there. And you can also find me if you look closely in the back of AJ's meetings because we share an office. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll see me there. Yeah. If you ever hear like kind of clicky sounds in the background of these recordings, that's usually Tara doing work next to me on her on her computer wallet. Or if you hear this. It's my water bottle. That's I've been featured in a lot of asynchronous episodes before, but I'm happy to (laughs) officially be here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. It was great to talk to you both about all this. this yeah. Stuff. Thank this you guys a, for coming a, a on. Wonderful episode. Um, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. I'm glad. I'm glad that you both had fun. Um, we'll have to have you back sometime. Perhaps when Disney Dreamlight Valley drops properly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> thank you so much to Scout Wilkinson for making the beautiful art for our show. Uh, you can find all her work at the links below. I'm just every time I think about this art blown away by the fact that we just said time. <laughs> she said yeah and she did it she did the damn thing <laughs> she did it also thank you to amaranthan for making our uh, intro and outro music uh, as well as the, the, the mid-roll music as well it's a great track you can see all his stuff on his band camp which is linked below uh thank you to the worst garbage uh for having <gasps> us on the network that link is right above the uh it's at the bottom of the show notes above the the chapter markers in in the show notes brendan thanks for creating <laughs> the worst garbage yeah thank you and inviting us onto the uh the discord with our own channel and stuff it's been a delight thanks for being part of it it's a collective it's a collective it's a collective it's a collective should i stop (laughs) saying network and 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 start saying collective sure okay uh thank you for the worst garbage (laughs) ever changing (laughs) um that kind of makes it sound kind of eldrick being honest love that um thank you dear listener for listening to this if you like this episode if you like any of our episodes or our previous seasons please tell a friend leave us a uh, rate and review us on apple Podcasts or spotify or whatever podcast aggregate you use to listen to this show uh and speaking of this show i'm doing an outro i don't need to segue into more outro this is going to be the last episode uh of this year uh and we will be back sometime in january uh tbd because kim and i have a a wedding or kim tara and i actually all all have a wedding to go to uh mid-january so we might just wait until after that to start releasing episodes again yeah i'm also going to trial in january so interesting (laughs) interesting balance of uh work and life yeah uh, yeah. well, well, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, if you want to see the updates for that, you can find us on Tumblr uh, at async pod. If you miss our voices, uh, you can hear Kim's voice on uh, the frog of the year episode of frog of the week, or you can go listen to the entire backlog of frog of the week. Uh, and if you miss my voice, you can listen to me on the Into the Aether Game of the Year episode, uh, which will come out sometime before the very end of December. So that is where we will be. Uh, so exciting. exciting yes Tara and Brendan once again thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you <laughs> thanks for having me Kim thanks Kim thank you for doing this show with me first of all thank you uh, and our first full year down our first full year down that's true and what <laughs> are the words we are closing out the year on today um appropriately uh i am quoting you aj as you said earlier in the episode you gotta believe in yourself and not just try to eat the world <laughs> There you go. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next year. Bye.
PWG, the worst garbage, the online.